you just lay there and I'll uh, use this turkey baster on you. You're listening to the only podcast in the universe where clothing is optional, but pot is not. Broadcasting from FEMA Region 7, it's Bowl After Bowl with your hosts, Lorian and Spencer. Oh my God, yes. He has, uh, I think, 69 million subscribers. Oh, give it to me. There's many people coming. If you're into baking, it's kind of passion. Stay stoned. What does your lawyer say? He looks pretty smart. Man, don't you keep up with current events? Weed ain't illegal no more, nigga. I don't think this stuff is working. That's a side effect of the marijuana poisoning. Why do you think they call it dope? <gasps> Getting high? Not <laughs> if you were stoned at the time. Sparking up a J. Lighting up a J. Light, light, lighting up a J. Dame DeLorean. Sir Spencer Wolf of Kansas City. It is on, folks. It is on. It is on. Oh, yeah, bowlers. It is on. The night is upon us. It is February 27th, 2024, and coming to you live from FEMA Region 7. It's episode 300 of Bowl After Bowl. I'm Sir Spencer Wolf of Kansas City. And I'm Dame DeLorean. And you're in the freaking bowl. Yeah, that's right. How lit is that? Welcome back, bowlers. Good to see you. This is a new live son of a bitch. New live son of a bitch. Right here, right now. It's lit. You gotta love it. You gotta love it. It is lit. The pins are getting knocked over. Boosts are coming in. Uh, We're doing something a little bit special tonight since it's 300 and whatever. We're going to... uh, Keep the phone open. So if you want to chime in and uh, talk about how uh, Bull After Bull has uh, made your life better and made traffic bearable, uh, you can call 816-607-3663 and interrupt us at any point in the show for a 420 limit. We'll put four minutes, 20 seconds on the clock. We'll hit play. We'll listen. We'll talk to you. We will chat. We will do it up big time. And uh, that's that's how it's going to go down. We'll have kind of the regular segments will be slightly shortened, I think, in uh, anticipation of that action. But yeah, that's that's uh, your opportunity to uh, hang a ring, and then maybe toward the end, I don't know, if people want clean feeds, I can make that happen probably too. Yeah, figure it out as we go. That's what the bull has been all about since uh, since the inception, really. Yep, running with scissors, getting in the car, driving. The usual. The usual. That's right. <laughs> uh, we had a lot going on, uh, as usual, this past week, including... Uh, oh, Woo! Hot diggity damn. Let me turn that down just a titty bit. Oh, I think that's what uh, turns it down. I haven't been looking at where that's coming through in my routing, but I think I want it on a certain thing. Where did it come from? Where did it come from? Where did it come from? You always got to uh, check your 
sound settings. Even if you don't feel like you need to anymore, you still kind of do. Every time, every show, yeah, every use of the computer. There we go. Let me try that. Let me try that out. Um, thank you, Bullers. Thank you for knocking those pins down. <laughs> The wonderful, magical Rev, Sir Rev to you, Sir Reverend Cyber Trucker, uh, trucked on through the bowl Yeah, this past week to hang out for a little bit. That was an awesome surprise. Just like a random Wednesday night. He was in town. His truck was in the shop. He was like, hey, I might be in town. Can I kick it? And, uh, you know, the, the Rev's got open invite to the bowl. So Hell yeah. he also needed to pick his calendar up. Yeah. Before all of the pages uh, were obsolete. That's right. So he only missed January. Still got a little bit of February in. And uh, just in time for March for the Easter Bunny spread. Oh, yes. Which will be in two days, I guess. Wow. Wow. 2024 is slipping through our hands already. Slipping through our fingers. Like (laughs) fine grains of sand. I thought it was going right through the hands. in the hole. Right the hand, in your hand. The hand holes. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's where the sand gets. I hate it when the sand gets in there. Fucking awful. Uh, yeah, so he swung by. It was Wednesday night, so we could uh, throw a little bit of Nick the Rat on the, the big screen over there. And that's right. Just kind of chillax and um, hear some Rev stories. Oh, yeah, there we go. It's a little bit uh, it's a little bit more subdued. Adjusting it on the fly, you know. When else would we adjust it? You think we test this shit out? This is the test. This is the test of episode 300, which we are recording and airing live. Uh, also been working on the studio. Yes. We just threw together a new green screen solution. So now I have a green screen curtain that kind of encompasses the whole uh, war station corner of the studio, which we can pull... Behind us, so if you're watching live on owncast.bullafterbull.com, you can see the live video stream, and uh, probably won't look that different this week, uh, although Lorian's, Lorian's uh, filtration is a little bit better, just due to her having an actual green screen, which she did not before. I kind of had to bullshit it. And my own light. I got, I got you a light. You're lit yeah. up. You lit up. You lit me up. Lit you up. What can I say? <laughs> One of my skills. And now I don't have to worry about fighting your chair fan. I don't know what those are called. Oh my god. The green screen circle that you put on the back of your chair. It's like a big ass peacock thing on the back of my chair. So whenever <laughs> I like spun slightly, it would knock over my beverage off of my desk and everything else that's on yeah. my desk. Which Hit is... me in the face, make me disappear. There's a lot of stuff over there. So now I don't have to worry about that shit. And uh, I can retract the screen when it's not in use. It's very compact. Uh, that whole thing, by the way, I did for, now granted, I already had the green screen at yeah. my, at my place as part of like my photography setup. So I already had the green screen, but then I got everything else I needed for under 90 bucks and just put it together in the last two days. And, uh, whammo, there you have it. Yep. Fucking the bowl is coming together. To one, one little bit at a time. We're going to add another fun scenario a boostable disco ball is on its way yeah a boostable disco ball can you believe it we've got the disco ball uh it's just temporarily hanging from a carabiner behind me right now yeah but it's looking great so there's a little peek for the for the video stream but uh we got the moth coming back into town 
once you light that lamp up and he knows where it's located, you just can't you can't keep him off the way. Yeah, we lit the lamp with intention. He's like, oh God, <laughs> the bull's a good time. I got to get back there. Yep. <laughs> and he's uh, he's coming back already. And this time to help us set up this boostable uh, disco ball situation. Now, another note, if you're on the own cast, the chat overlay is in there and then the backdrop of that is lit up by some neons that we have on the wall with a live cam which is it just kind of looks like a static view although that is the live look at the the neon wall and our intention is to also kind of drag that into the boostable experience uh so that maybe some of those signs uh flicker and light up super bright when uh when boosts come through so we'll figure that out i don't know I don't know how to do shit about fuck, but Blueberry's going to teach us all of the magic of uh, boost triggers and DMX magic and uh, whatever, whatever. I've got a little dancing light, too. I'm a dancing light. It uh, takes DMX input, so we can run that through something, figure something out. We're going to get things uh, fucking crazy in here. Yeah, that bowl is going to be burning real bright. The ultimate dream is to be able to do live shit here, like not just limited to... Bowl after bowl, uh, not just necessarily limited to homegrown hits, maybe rolling some of that in. I don't know. I don't know. Totally. No pressure. We need just the kinda, disco ball and the hitter. Just kind of spitballing. But also to be able to pull off like a live music event uh, every once in a while here. Yeah. Even just jamming and messing around. Just, just whatever it happens to be. I would like to be able to have a versatile space where you could do some wild stuff. And I think that, I mean, already, obviously, we're there in some sort of sense, because uh, this is already pretty wild. I mean, if you think about, what is it, five weeks ago, we had no, no video stream whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. I think. we've. This is only the fourth show with it on, I think. I don't know. Something like that. It's either four or five. So, you know, bit by bit, bowl by bowl, that's how we packed this thing, it's how it's been from the beginning, so... We're just trying to put more value in and trying to expand the possibilities of what uh, this show can be about and what this space can be about. And the future looks pretty crazy. It's epic. So that's that's the plan. <laughs> the future is lit. That's the plan. Speaking of lit futures, uh, those of you who uh, scan the RSS feed obsessively, I know you're out there you will have already noticed that the next Bulls with Buds has been officially scheduled and posted to the source of truth, which is our RSS feed. Uh, Matt Hamilton, better known by his online moniker, Ariner, will be joining us a week from this Friday. Yeah. A week from Friday at uh, 8 p.m. Central Time, 9 p.m. Eastern. We'll sit down with Ariner. I've been wanting to talk with Ariner for quite a bit. And... Uh, you know, there's a lot more to talk about now. Oh, with, that's with, for sure. With the whole uh, parting of No Agenda Social and now the incoming No Authority Social, No Agenda Social has officially been sunset this past week. And so we'll get the whole skinny, the whole rundown. That should be a really juicy uh, episode. We're going to talk about origin stories. We're going to talk about where the hell Ariner came from. We're going to talk about jury nullification, I'm sure, at some point. <laughs> We're going to talk about... Uh, chickens wild solar powered chicken runs that move every day when you don't even have to do anything or whatever he's got going on over there all kinds of stuff aaron is an interesting cat so i've been looking forward to this one for a while 
And since we're past this whole 300 uh, marker, I have got a lot of people to get some of them back on the show, uh, get some people that we've never talked to at all, like Ariner. That would be his debut. Um, if you have an idea for a guest, you've probably already told me, but tell me again. Tell me several times. Tell me in the IRC. Tell me uh, via email, spencer at bullafterbull.com, and we'll see what we can do to get your, uh, get your desired personality here in the bull, have a little convo, get to know each other, get to know our buds, you know? That's, what, that's another thing that the bull is all about, getting to know our buds. I get to know them. Yep, and show them off. Exactly. <laughs> Showcase what they're all about. Showcase what they're all about. Dave Part 2. Dave Part 2 was uh, last February. That's right. It'll be Dave Part 3. Dave Part 3. I thought about uh, messing with Dave because it is that time. It would have been like the second anniversary of the first live show a while back, which wow. I, f- I forgot to mention. But yeah, we've been doing this lit tag shit for over two years now. Wild. Over two years, we've been doing live tag stuff now, people. It simultaneously feels new still and old, like forever. It's crazy. It'll it'll forever to me in my heart be a new live son of a bitch. This is a new live son of a bitch. The newness does not wear off when you're running with scissors, you know? I don't ever... Everyone's like, it's got to be polished and easy for my mom to use. Why, though? What's the fun in that? What's the fun in that? What, What do you learn from doing that? I love learning things. I learned how to put uh, eyelets in fabric today. Yeah. Something I had never done before. And you did a great job. And my green screen, it needed some eyelets so that I could uh, hang, it from this, uh, hang it from this track in the ceiling. And so I grabbed some eyelets from Hobby Lobby. And by the way, this is how value works too. A lot of people don't uh, really grok the full depth of the value for value. Okay, but every single project that I do in the bowl, I, I make it a point to use uh, this axe that Tunta gave me. Uh, Tunta and Mousy Bear gave me for my birthday last summer in uh, Uranus. There's this beautiful axe. It's got uh, your name on it, Lorian. Yes. On one side. It's got my name on the other side. That's correct. There we go. And it's got a hammer on one end, so there's a hatchet with a hammer head on it. And I pounded all 20, what, 2, 23 of the eyelets in by hand with this fucking hammer hatchet from Tunta. I just, every time I hang something on the wall around here, um, every time I do any project down here, I try to put the value back into the bowl. You know, I try to... Incorporate. I think there's a, some kind of deeper magic involved with that sort of attitude and thinking, and uh, it 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 just adds a little bit of je ne sais quoi. I don't know exactly what. I only know that it uh, it helps tremendously and uh, keeps that energy built. That's what I'm talking about. That's why you feel that fucking energy coming through. It's, it doesn't come from nowhere. It doesn't just come from one person. It would be impossible. It would be silly to think that. That was all down to like some idiot like me. This is bigger than uh, than any of us, and that's like what makes it so exciting and so uh, fulfilling, really. Um, let's see what else do we got. What else we got? Well, we learned about the uh, Machuga flop while the Rev was here. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Uh, Christopher Battles sent me, I think, on the bird shite. 
was where he sent it. He was like the greatest clip in bowling, and he sent me uh, Mike Machuga flying over the foul line on his last throw, and he like flies over Homer Simpson, Fred Flintstone style, and he like the the ball flies out in front of him, and it lands hit him and the ball both land in the lane and kind of slide down the lane a bit. And uh, I only saw like six or seven seconds of it in the clip that he sent. And I was like, wow, this is incredible. I didn't know, like, I had no idea what the context was. I'd never heard of the Machuga flop before. Yeah, well, and you start to hear the announcer say that it wasn't going to be marked a zero. <laughs> yeah, so there, Machuga steps up to the line in a PBA tournament, and the announcers are kind of giving him the victory lap. He's going to you know, throw his last ball. It's his last roll. And they said, you know, he, he has won the tournament. He's officially wrapped it up. He could throw it in the gutter and he'd still win. He's got enough points to win the whole thing. And then he zooms over the line, does this crazy flop thing. <laughs> Just hanging on to his ball. <laughs> without contact. I mean, it looked accidental to me. It looks like a cartoon. It looks like, oh, I fucked up. I was so, like, nervous. Yeah. <laughs> on this approach, and I can't believe I won, that I just kind of, like, went wild. Um, and then, yeah, like, the very last seconds of the clip that uh, Christopher Battles sent, you can hear the announcers start to say, that's not going to count as a foul because, and then it cuts off, and I was like, because what? Because why? Like, what the fuck? So I just had to explore more. And it turns out, Machuga had done this move a number of times throughout his entire bowling career coming up as like a kid and uh, onward and upward. I guess if you do not let go of the ball, then you can pick yourself up and step back to the line and actually roll your, your roll your shot again. Crazy. <laughs> but he did it on, intentionally. He did it as like a victory uh, flex. Yeah. Like in uh, Super Smash when you do the, the taunt at the end, you know? The original one uh, on one player mode, that was like 500 bonus points on the level. If you were taunting, if you were in your taunt pose while the uh, windscreen came on, then you'd get 500 fighter stance bonus points. Something hmm. like that is what the Machuga flop represents. It really blew my mind. It looks painful. It doesn't look like something I would opt to do. <laughs> yeah. It makes my ribs hurt watching I, it. Yeah, exactly. It's like I won. Now I have a broken wrist and three ribs <laughs> uh, that are bruised, and also the prize money, which is cool. But I, you know, you can get the prize money without the additional injuries. I think. <laughs> I hope so. He's got it down, though. I think. I think if you're not Mike Machuga, you'd probably be best to not do the flop. Fuck the oil pattern up for everybody. I mean, I guess you know it's the last throw, whatever. It's crazy though. I didn't know that about the rules. Like you can, uh, you can flop and you can do the old flop and slide. Yeah, and we were speculating. We we're like, maybe it's because he uh, didn't touch the line. You yeah, know, he flopped over the line. He, did, he never stepped but, on the line. Yeah. And he never released the ball. I don't know if stepping on the line has anything to do with it. Once your whole body enters the lane, you're over pretty the much line. <laughs> pretty much over the line, whether you stepped on it or not. Yeah, but uh, not releasing the ball is the key there. Not releasing the ball. Mary-Kate Ultra also sent me an interesting uh, bowling history anomaly. Oh? Of a guy that got a 299 and a half game. Oh, that's right. Because on his final throw, I guess a pin, like, cracked into pieces. <laughs> and uh, 
a half of the pin was still remaining upright at the end of the frame. And so the, the judges deliberated and decided that that would be 299 and a half, which was fantastic. Interesting. It would be tough to not get the 300 game based upon that. But at the same time, like you probably are also the only motherfucker ever that got 299 and a half. Yeah. It seems like such a impossible bar to set, especially now that the pins are probably made out of something much less brittle than they were. This is like, it was 1905. Yes. Yeah. Over a century ago. So I imagine that the uh, pins are now made of something else. Yeah, if you broke a pin today, that I'm just yeah, I'm a would huge, be wild. I'm a huge sucker for the bowling weird anomalies, weird bowling history, things like that. I was gonna pull clips, maybe for next week I'll pull clips. I found uh, I think it's called Naked Bowling Party. It was like a TV special in the '90s, some kind of pay per view uh, weirdness. <laughs> This is like two, uh, it's the dancers versus the models, I think it was. Hmm. Two models versus two dancers, and they proceed to bowl while uh, uh, undressing. Nice. It's a lot of fun. It's hilariously, uh, some fiery, uh, goofy quotes from that. Sounds up our alley. So, I'm sorry, I didn't, <laughs> I really wanted to pull quotes or isos from that, but. Things, you know. I didn't expect to be putting the green screen together either. I got that up like an hour before the show. But you got it up. Got it up. And that, <laughs> you always that's get what, it up. That's what counts. If you can get it up, the rest is just kind of uh, going to work out for you, I think. <laughs> One way or another. Everything else can come in its own time. You know what I mean? Yep. And come again. Exactly. And speaking of coming uh, in their own time, we've got a bunch of bowlers who come and put this thing together. Week after week, bowl after bowl for us. And they uh, keep the show rolling by putting in value. And this is the whole point of this value for value situation. We, uh, we put the show out there. It's free up front for you to evaluate. See? See that? Evaluate? So you can decide if there's any value in here. But, you know, most people, I'm going to be honest with you. Most people out there, if you just took like 100 people in Walmart that you just see in there with you. And you said, Hey, look, look at this bull after bull thing. You get any value out of this? <laughs> it's probably, you'd probably get all hundred people saying, nah, probably not. They would be at this point. Definitely turned it off. It might take a minute. Even if you're, uh, one of those people who would eventually get value out of the show, it might take a minute to figure out what the fuck is actually going on. That's one of my favorite, non-favorite questions to answer when people ask me, hey, what is your podcast about? <laughs> what is this What is this podcast about? Um, what is this podcast not about? What is it not about? It's about bowling, for sure. And then you gotta admit that it's also about weed, largely, and that's really how it started, and how it keeps rolling. But it's become about so many things that I, I really try to make it all about value and community in a sense of uh, togetherness that we all can enjoy uh, in some kind of an alternative, you know, some kind of a uh, entertaining place to unwind and listen to something that you're not going to find anywhere else. Listen to something that's just different, that's screwy, that's not maybe obvious at first. And so that's the whole point of value for value, right? You can try it out. You don't have to necessarily hang around. If you don't get it, that's okay. It's not your fault. Uh, but if you find value, 
that's the key. That's where you're sticking around. You're here next week. You're trying to participate. You're in the chat talking with other bowlers and uh, it becomes kind of this thing that, that you can unload and find people with common ground who don't really take themselves too seriously and who just want to really have a good time. That's kind of the primary purpose. If I wasn't having a good time, you can guarantee my ass would be elsewhere every Tuesday night. <laughs> yeah. Guarantee it. But I have a great time. And um, I really want to pour my heart and soul out to uh, John and Carolyn over at Hog Story, hogstory.net, who uh, do a show every Monday, Hog Story, who are really the reason we're back at it at all. Because after the first 27 or something, 28, we did a like five-year hiatus. It was disillusioned with the cannabis movement in general. Some other shit was going on in our personal lives. It was just not a great time for us. And uh, we were kind of in a doldrum. We were kind of in a slump. We are kind of like, you know, why even do the show? And then going back and being guests on Hog Story, we looked around and we thought, uh, God, we've got all this equipment we have these people that are fun. We have this little like niche community. People are encouraging us. Hey, yeah, you should, you know, do the thing again, try it out, see what happens. And so that's exactly what we did. We put it out there value for value. And, uh, holy shit. If you go back to like 29 or 28 or whenever the hell we came back versus like tonight's show, just the, the distance that we've come, it's very cool to, uh, be a little part of because like i said at the beginning of the show it's not just us doing this you know it's a lot of people who take interest in this and put their value into it too and that's what this becomes people work on the irc people chat in the irc people send in stories people boost the show people send in paypals with little notes all kinds of stuff um yeah people call 816-607-3663 text the number people share it with friends who then t tell them that they're crazy which is great like uh, and maybe come back and say you know what i was crazy <laughs> all, all of it all of it so it's kind of like a it's a time this this episode 300 is a time to reflect on all of that and where we've come and really try as best we can because i don't think i ever could live long enough or like know enough words to fully express like the gratitude for the value that i've receive from everybody out there, all the bowlers. Like, it doesn't start and stop with money. It's so much deeper than that. It's multifaceted. It's changed the way I think about life. It's changed the way that I think about what I watch, what I listen to, what I eat, how I spend my money, what I'm looking forward to, what I avoid. All of these things have been shaped by the journey of value for value and all the sister shows and brother shows out there that uh, we, we call family, really. So thank you from the bottom of my heart, bowlers. For real. Yeah. Um, jobless, bowlers. Jobless. We did have, I'm pulling up the PayPal now, and I'm glad I hit refresh because we had a bowler come in with a last-minute PayPal um, and rescued it from a PayPal goose egg. Uh, Sir Rev Cybertrucker himself. Ah, Rev. Can you imagine that? Uh, 420 stonation in the PayPal. Woo. He says, 300 down, here's to 300 more. Hell Yeah. We got to get that 900 series, right? That's right. Uh, Rev was flexing real hard on his bowling uh, career. Yeah, he was. he was here. He was like, yeah, I bowled several 300 games. I think he said five. Sounds he, right. He said he's had five. Uh, maybe it was more. He can probably correct us in the chat. But 
he also has done a 900 series. And he's like, you know, once you get there, like, where is there, where is there else to go? <laughs> he's like, I've, I achieved it, and then I kind of stopped bowling for a while. I don't bowl often, but I always have my ball in the car. Because anytime somebody would suggest it, I'm ready to rock. That's right. I'm ready to rock. And we will be bowling next month with uh, the wrong kind of podcast crew. That's right. Yeah, it's going to be a blast. Wrong kind of podcast crew is going to be coming down. Oh, I didn't mention this during the recap, and I probably should have, but uh, Boobery is going to be in town, and in, on Saturday evening, we're going to be doing a No Agenda meetup at the Green Lady Lounge. Yes. Which was uh, the same energy we did when Lavish was in town. Mm-hmm. You, you recall when Lavish was in town, we did a Green Lady Lounge and the RSS Trio was playing. Uh-huh. That's correct. At, uh, at Green Lady, so they're going to be back again. And then there was uh, a little issue of whoa, age restrictions and covers and this and that. So I don't know. I'm just kind of, I'm just kind of putting out the where and the when this time. Yeah. Seeing, word of mouth. Seeing what happens. I'm not going to be too, uh, too detail oriented on the post. I'm just going to say, hey, you know, Green Lady Lounge, meet up. That's all. Booberry's in town. Do it up, do it up. And we'll see if uh, we can not get fucking band hammered over it. Um... So I'll be promoing that. Be promoing that. You nice. Gotta, you gotta remind me to make a promo tomorrow because otherwise I'm not gonna have time. Right. Oh. This is a great time to tell me to remind you of that. Right? Yeah. It's Just not like we're doing a show right now. Put it in a draft <laughs> email, I guess. <laughs> Note to sell. Bowlers, remind me tomorrow. <laughs> Isn't there a bot that can do that in the chat? Cotton Gin will call me. Hey, did you do that promo? Do it agenda? up. I think if we played on Thursday, we can get some people to show up and. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Green Lady Lounge is a great, great time. Uh, the Kansas City No Agenda Meetup group has a chat. That's true. Yeah, chat, yeah, yeah. So, I'm going to throw it on the signal. Yeah. I was waiting for the uh, actual link to get approved, which, uh, you know, the, they do a uh, twice weekly kind of scan of that. Mm, the audit. Yeah, they got to look through and see, are, are you legit? Are you legit <laughs> here? Do we like your meetup? Are you meeting at Burning Man? We're going to f- fucking not allow that. You know that kind of thing. You got to uh, you got to adhere to a certain agenda when you make a no agenda meetup. Let's say this is just the rules. Okay, I don't even I don't make them. Many times I don't even follow them, <laughs> but I still love them. The rules, man. You love them. Yeah, you've got to know what to not to do. Yeah. When you're making plans, you know. I think we're thinking like eight p.m. Eight p.m. With the green lady. Um, yeah, that's our target. And we'll keep it rolling for a while, by the way. So don't feel like, oh, it's 8.15, I'm running late, I shouldn't go. Yeah, there is no sense of time in the green lady lounge. We're going to be hanging out for a while. They're open till 2.30 a.m., I think. That sounds right to me. Sounds right to me. I don't have my fucking password. Oh, well. Wow. I'll figure it out. Shocker. I'll figure it out eventually. You know how this goes. Uh, anyway, a great thank you to the Rev. And, uh, not only for your stonation here on, on the PayPal's, but for your weekly contribution with Metal Moment, which has been a great hit too. And that's another, that's another piece of the value train, right? People can get involved, produce segments. Uh, he just came to us with that concept and an MP3. Yeah. I didn't have to do anything other than say yes and play it. And now it's week after week that comes through. Uh, special thanks to Make Heroism, too, because I've got a new 
uh, video gif that he made. Yeah. That we can uh, throw up during the metal moment. It looks fucking fantastic. Pro style. The guy is a genius. Um, And so, yeah, you'll be looking forward to that on the own cast. When the metal moment hits, we'll flip to that. It's all value. It's all value. It's like, how can I put a number on this kind of shit? What what would that cost me if I was trying to shop around and get some pro to uh, put together this like looping 30-second video gif for me of the metal moment? And would it look as cool and would I be as into it as I am uh, when somebody I fucking love and respect just gives it to me and says, hey, man, here you go. What do you think? What do I think? I think it's fucking incredible is what I think. So you'll have that to look forward to. Yeah. Uh, for anybody who wants to hop on the PayPal train, by the way, that button is available at the bottom page of every bull after bull.com, uh, page on the site. So you can pop in a one timer with a little note. You can set up a recurring donation, all that kind of stuff. Uh, I'm, I'm interested in the most ways to do it. You know, I don't want to close doors. I want to open doors, but a door that was opened, uh, oh gosh, what was it? I guess it's been over three years ago now. This new door has been opened. I'm going to open this door. Yeah. We're getting a phone call. Getting a phone call. Let's see if this works. I haven't... Call from I haven't. Boo Berry. To accept, press 1. <laughs> oh, to yeah. send a voicemail, press 2. I would absolutely like to accept. Hello, caller. You are on the air. Yo. Yo. Yo, yo. In the bowl. Happy 300. Thank oh, you, thanks, sir. dude. Thank you, sir. I think you might have been echoing back to yourself, but are you still? No, I'm. I'm all good. Okay, fuck Sweet. yeah, Blueberry. How we doing, brother? I'm doing good. I just found myself a navy coat in the closet. We had a cold snap, and I couldn't find my other fucking jacket. And I was like, "Oh shit, I forgot about this wool coat." So now I'm rocking that. It's a it's a navy. It's a black navy pea coat. All right, That's awesome. Hell yeah, sailor. I'm very excited about this. Yeah. Uh, congratulations, y'all. Thank you. Thanks, dude. Appreciate you. Perfect score. Could, yeah. Couldn't have done it without you. Honestly. It's true. You've been a big part, I, of, big part of this journey. I remember being up in a tree hearing y'all for the first time. <laughs> in and around the grumpy old Ben, sending them their first hundred uh, episode congratulations. Oh, God. <laughs> I remember that. I think we had a little... Uh, Audio they played during the post show. Yeah, <laughs> didn't make the uh, the posted <laughs> cut. <laughs> that is a deep. Yeah, cut. they actually they were taking call-ins that day too. Yes, called in. I think that was the first time you and I uh, had spoke. That sounds right. That sounds right. I remember the first time I heard your voice, Booberry, was on uh, Nick the Rat, and you were calling in and talking about behind the schemes, and we were all like looking around for it. Yeah, you shouldn't have more than one uh, one host, and you put numbers and or backwards existential quantifiers in your name. That's so dumb. It, it seems so obvious now on how to find uh, behind the schemes, but like the first time, it was a real uh, it was a real doozy. But I think that's that's part of not just the charm; it's part of keeping it good. There has to be some kind of a quality filter. There has mm. to be some sort of an effort that you have to make in order to get in, in order to understand, in order to give a fuck, right? Yeah, it's getting voiced. (laughs) Getting voiced, yeah. Yeah. Void zero plus plus. No doubt. 
there's got to be a bare minimum, right? And I'm, yeah. not, I'm not talking about some bot asking you what five plus nine is no. on Telegram. I'm talking about a real nice fucking quality filter. Oh, uh, fucking Telegram. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> they say you, you sit and burn bridges, but if you have to burn a bridge, you should napalm it. And I would, I would napalm Telegram. You I, know, just, I don't, I don't like the platform. I, I was kind of thinking about this uh, over the weekend for no reason. Uh, it was just kind of, uh, I was pondering Telegram, and um, I thought, you know, the way Telegram works, where it's instantaneous uh, in being able to chat, so it's like a chat style feel, where whatever you say is instantly relayed. But then you are also able to reply to any of the previous messages directly. And then you're also able to emoji react to shit. And I think like the combination of all three allows for such crazy escalation. Like I've, I've, I've never, I've never got into, uh, wild wars as much as I have on telegram. And that's like uh, in Casey Bitcoiners chats. That's in like uh, there's a, there's a lot of groups. I'm not talking about any particular instance. I'm just kind of like reflecting over my general it's Telegram. Uh, yeah, I think it's I think it's really set up to, um, I don't know, spark your <laughs> spark emotional reactions and not really. I think Discord is similar. Oh yeah. Hey kids, you looking for some engagement? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. Uh do our discord.gg slash spamalama ding dong. <laughs> not yeah. an advertisement. No, definitely not. <laughs> oh my god. So this uh, is no, um I'm, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, uh Servo was playing around with some chat log into OBS stuff. Uh I'm gonna look into that. I'm thinking like a boost bot overlay that's got some GIF action with a little bit of video texture could be kind of cool. Depending oh, on, yeah. I'm not sure. Hell yeah. Might be something worth looking into. I'd love to trigger, because uh, I know already I could put uh, Helipad up as like a little square in OBS, kind of like I have the chat and I have a bunch of, but it's getting a little crowded, right? So I think visually I'm kind of maxed out right now for the main view. But if a boost comes in, I would love to just have like, you know, just flash to that and uh, pull some info in and, and, and do kind of a temporary switch of scenes in OBS. I think I've really been thinking about this. There should be some sort of master show controller that's playing the clips and it's sending commands to OBS, it's sending commands to the lighting software, it's sending commands to the split kit, and it's listening for boosts to come in. Mm. So a boost comes in and it flips the switch in the show control, it fires off the lights in the lighting controller, it plays the sound effect that's associated with said boost, and then it pushes an image to the split kit. And then you have your animation of a bowling pin or a goat being slaughtered or, you know, what have you, anything. Mm-hmm. Um, shit, you know, somebody wanted to make their own animations and then, like, and then I easy can, breezy. I can get this uh, one-tap install from the Google Play Store, right? Yeah, yeah. You download it straight onto your WordPress website. I just say, <laughs> uh, I just say hey, Alexa, I do the Bull After Bull show. Here's my ISOs folder. And then everything else just happens, right? Clap on. 
Yeah, no, I, I fucking love that. Um, I know you've been talking a while about a, like a micro boost for ISOs that you get from certain people and like giving kind of boost credit. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. There's the, our- uh, the ISO index and each ISO is tied back to a, a GUID or a person tag. <laughs> you can send them one, two sets of boost back. Fuck. Hell yeah. I think that'd be cool shit. I uh, I just realized that the 420 timer I don't think is routed through the, the caller audio. Oh, is it that time? But it just hit. But um, oh, shit. I'm not trying to kick you off either. You're the no, mom. I think you should. We, we, we established the ground that's rules. That's true. That's true. What, what <laughs> yeah, are, you love the rules, What Spence? are rules, man, if you don't follow them? <laughs> Jesus, what am I doing here? Boomerang right, guidelines. I'm looking forward to seeing you again. Uh, it's going to be a lit time and, uh, fucking interactive boostable disco ball is really getting me going. Hell yeah. I'm caressing the open DMX USB dongle right now as we speak. Yes. 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 See you soon. Thanks for the call, Booberry. Have a good one. Congrats. Love y'all. Love you, man. Peace. Hell yeah. The legendary Booberry Mothman just called back, says C-Dubs. Hey, there's a way around it. Reset the timer. Um, let me open this in a different... Situation. Silly Billy C dubs out there. Silly Billy. Dropping cheat codes in the chat. Don't tell him how to break <laughs> my rules. These are strict rules, after all. Oh, yeah. Crying out loud. Strict bowling lanes here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, by the way, I've got two spotlights to shine on this fucking disco ball that are in the mail. Supposed to be here Sunday. And then they told me it was going to be today, and they're still not here today. Mm hmm. Uh, the the wonderful government operated United States Postal Service. Bring back the Pony Express. Uh, but I can get a full refund if they're not here tonight. So maybe they are free lights. Yeah. How about fucking value there? That sounds good. And uh, spoiler alert: they're not here tonight. Yeah, they're not here. Because I think mail stops at nine or nine thirty, and uh, they were not here at the start of the bowl, so they're not here. What's better than free lights? That's can't, what I'd like. Can't think of much, man. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> eh. I've got to get this timer set up so that it's proper for the next caller. Ah, uh, yes. That definitely will call. Uh, yeah. Thank you, Booberry. Yeah, thanks, Booberry, for the call for everything. Seriously, yeah. Our video setup, largely thanks to Boo, helping rearrange the bowl into a more functioning. And fun space. Yes. Than it's ever been before. Yes. Many a bowler has seen the bowl, and uh, I don't think it's ever looked the same way twice for those who have returned. No, definitely not. <laughs> definitely it's not. It's always mixed up. Going through so many uh, cha- 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 changes. True. Um, yep. Yeah, most definitely. Most deaf. Don't you love audio routing? I do. The, the, my favorite part about audio routing is if something isn't actually playing, then you can't set the goddamn uh, preference. Here's another caller. Woo! Call from... Midas. Oh, I'm pressing to one. Accept, press one. Hello, caller. You're on the air. I'm on the air? On the air in the bowl. <laughs> Packed oh. tight. <laughs> hey, congrats on... Uh... 30,000 episodes? Is that what you guys got going? Something like that. I can't count. Big right. number. 
<laughs> like 30 <laughs> gorillion episodes of Bull After Bull. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Well, thank you so much. How you been? Yeah. I'm good. I'm good. I just got off the uh, got off a different call and I was like, "Oh, the bulls, the bulls happening." I mean, let me let me get in there. Hell yeah. And uh so yeah. Yeah, this is yeah, so we uh we we got invited on a different podcast and and uh me and me and the kiddo decided to go and and you know, we're cross-pollinating the 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 show across the inter- interwebs. There you go. Yeah, this is the way. <laughs> Spread your message, man. You can't just we're trying. Can't radicalize everybody. Just staying in the same uh, same little rut. You gotta you gotta get out there. You gotta branch out. Yeah, that's right. You gotta. Uh, so what are y'all talking about? Like I said, I've been I've been on a thing. So what what are y'all what are y'all chatting about? So oh far? man, uh, Boobery just called in. We've been talking uh, studio upgrades. We just got a green oh, screen nice. put in. We put uh, a green screen like on a on a ceiling track on the, on the ceiling. So now we can just pull the Ooh. screen all the way around our, uh, selves behind, which is a nice improvement nice. for the, for the little video we've been doing. We got a video stream up recently. Oh, nice. And, I didn't know that. Yeah. Owncast.bullafterbull.com. If you, if you haven't looked into owncast, man, I highly recommend anybody who's thinking about video, anything check owncast out. Cause it's, it's similar to the ice cast, um, philosophy where you you spin it up on your own server like i just put it on another right. line node just like a zero cast Blueberry was yeah he was telling me about that a while back because i was using we were using ant media oh sure on server when uh when we were doing video um but you know video didn't really take off for us and there was a whole lot of extra work because we didn't have a dedicated studio at that point yep um but yeah i'll look into owncast because uh i mean ant, ant media was fine but uh, you know there's always I always want to try different stuff out. I like Ant. I was looking around at some stuff, and what Ant really uh, offers you is a very low latency solution. So I think that like the average delay on the, our video stream is like 15 seconds. Some people are seeing like that, eight or nine. That was what we got. Yeah, we got uh, about 12 on Ant. Okay. Because if you want the low latency, you have to go through them to get your... Got it. Like, okay. They've got that all set up. But just running on a, on a digital ocean uh, droplet, and mm. We didn't get the low latency. Gotcha. No. Yeah, we were looking because um, Make Heroism and Mary Kate Ultra do uh, the uh, hyperspace out games game night every other Sunday now, and we were thinking oh, okay. um, we were thinking what's like a low latency solution that you could still self host that uh, would be fun for the games, and then uh, the Ant whatever you called it Ant Studio or whatever that came up right. That's interesting. That makes sense. You got to go for the through them for the for the low latency part. Yeah, because they've got all their servers set up for that. It's, you could set it up yourself, but it's. I mean, you're you're talking about CDNs and edge servers and gateways and oh stuff boy. I don't know about. Yeah, 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 it's crazy. I tried to do a <laughs> VPS for my Lightning node, and I ended up just letting TunnelSats handle that for me, which is <laughs> fucking been brilliant I've for been, for fifty thousand sats. It's a whole year, so. Fuck it. Oh yeah, I've been uh, messing with the AI programming. Ooh, I don't know. I don't know how to program. Neither does but AI. I wanted, I wanted some basic stuff built, and I was like, let me see if uh, old Chat GPT or Gemini can can help me do this. And I got to tell you, it it did it. It's nice it exactly because it's it's really good at putting together the right Stack Overflow answers for you, and then putting it into a script. Uh, especially if you're doing shell or Python stuff, I found, uh, 
C Sharp and React a little bit tougher to to get things that are useful necessarily? Yeah, I'm doing basically just some Java stuff and a little bit of a uh, little bit of Python. There you go. Because basically, I'm I'm just I'm just messing with making my automating my uh, show notes process and because um, I I was sitting in VS Code manually writing my RSS feed every week. Hell yeah, hand. like a cowboy. And I'm like I'm like a lot of this is redundant. I could just oh oh no oh, oh well, wait happy happy Be- thirty thousand episodes before you go uh i wanted to ask new meet is pot out that's right um how's yep. that been received we got the can you remind me the title i i know i voiced it a walk to the end of the block a walk to the end of the block i knew it was a walk and then i kept wanting to say a walk through the mind because yeah. <laughs> my mind has been walked on today but uh a walk to the end of the block yeah uh i had a little uh I had a, I had more than a little part. I had a big fat part, let's say, in it. Yeah, you had the the, the biggest part. <laughs> I was the uh, one of the fat guys in a walk to the end of the block, and then uh, Mary Kate Ultra and Lorian appear as sex bots. Yep. Oh yeah, and Booberry yep. Booberry is another fat guy in that, right? No, I actually ended you up, did the uh, fat guy. I did the other fat guy. Okay, so I uh, but yeah, we it's uh, it, I don't I don't ever look at stats. So <laughs> I had to, I'm, it's on my list to pull up, but I know I've, I know of at least two people that I've talked to that enjoyed it and they had a good time with it. Sweet. So, I, st- uh, I still have to listen to it. I heard, uh, I, I snuck peeked at, uh, Mary Kid Ultra's MP3s when I was recording. So like I've heard her <laughs> lines, but I haven't, you do such a great job at putting it all together with the Foley and all this other stuff and the narrator's voice and all this, um, I, I love the the stories that you put together out there. So, I, yeah, and I'm I'm working on releasing an episode every three weeks from now on. So, kick ass. It's, uh, I've got the workflow down finally, and I've got enough voice actors that I can make it happen. Killer. So. Yeah. If you uh, if you ha- have another spot, let me know. I'm I'm always down to clown on that stuff. Great. Sounds good. Thanks for the call. Love yeah. You, brother. Thank you, Mitas. Love you. Yeah. Talk to you later. Take care. All right. Mitas of Mitas Pod. And Fun Fact Friday. That's right. Giving us a ringy ding. Appreciate you. And uh, we got the we got the sound routed through now. Correctly. Yes. Although I hated that secondary sound. The old sound was better. Is there yeah, a way it was. that I can uh way I can get a better sound? Yeah, maybe. What's the deal? What's the deal with that? What's the deal with shitty sounds on your timing? I don't know. We're we're with what we got to work with, bowlers. That's what we got. We got no more. We do have think uh, people to still thank though. We had uh, transitioned out of the uh, the PayPal section when the phone rang. This is interesting for me because it's already hard enough for me to keep it on the rails. But we kind of got a formula, and now the phone's gonna ring, which I really like because it's a challenge, it's an extra challenge, and it's all lovely bowlers to talk to. It's a fun one. <laughs> I fucking love it. And I also love everybody boosting in uh, because I have a helipad. Y'all know what a helipad is. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's how I read the booster. Let's you read the boost. It's a web-based boostergram reader is what it is. And uh, we scroll back to around six days ago is the magic timeline. And we play a little dance number. We do. We like to play a little <laughs> dance number. If you want to get involved, all you got to do is take off all your clothes 
and go to nudepodcastapps.com and shake your bare ass to this song right here. I'm gonna do some stats. I've got 40,000 in my wallet. I'm, I'm, I'm boosting value contribution. This is fucking awesome. Oh yeah, fucking awesome. Fucking awesome. It's boosting. It's, it's, it's the future. Futuristic. <laughs> On the Lightning Network, which is dead, which is why it's still working just fine. Just why I've got another story coming up for you about uh, even yet another service adopting and uh, enabling lightning. Uh, but, <laughs> hey, you'd love to boost. These bowlers love to boost, and we love to thank everybody for their boost, including Harv Hat, who hits us on the fade out yeah. every week, including last week. 1420 sats from Harv Hat Woo. came in from Boost CLI. Thank you, Harv Hat. Boost CLI. Yet another value contribution. You know, sometimes the value is contributed to the greater community. Like when C-Dubs wrote Boost CLI, which is just a program that you can run on your own node and just boost podcasts from your own node straight to their nodes. No middleman, total sovereignty. And uh, yeah, what's better than that? Boost CLI. Try it out. Try it out today. Uh, so thank you, Harvat. Next up, Bear Snare hit us. All right, Bear Snare. You got a little 420 sats going on from Podcast Guru here. And uh, he says, blame it on the weed. Let's blame it on the weed, everybody. Well, you, know, <laughs> you know, that's a, that's our scapegoat of choice. Oh, yeah. The weed. Uh, he hit us again for 111 sats. Woo! Who said, uh, Satchel of Small Richards for Pocahontas. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm heavily featured last bowl. <laughs> yeah, you, you brought some uh, Pocahontas clips. Yeah, and you brought some Pocahontas news. Yeah. Yeah, she was, she was getting uh, around the bowl on 299 as we were stretching for our perfect game. <laughs> so thank you, Bear Snare. Appreciate you, brother. Smokeahontas. We just did a uh, show with Bear Snare, and he's on uh, my short list, by the way, of uh, Bowlers. Pe- people to get in the... Upcoming Bulls with Buds episodes, but check out his show, My Friends Hate Freedom. Lorraine and I were on there recently. It was a good time. He's a good dude. Yeah, he is, and he's a wonderful, demu embracing musician. Yes. He's got lots of tracks out there for you to check out. Something for everyone. Gotta love the demu artists, man. Can't get enough of them. Also can't get enough of, uh, oh, this is a homegrown hits boost, so I won't say. Yeah, we, we get enough of you. Booster, homegrown hits boost. You can't get enough of homegrown hits, that's for sure. It's true. It's true. Decentralized music, it's the future. It's the one that'll last, because it's not going to fuck you in the ass, you know? It's up to you. It's sovereign music. Emancipating the artists. Uh, Sonic Freedom every Thursday night. Ooh, Sonic Freedom. I'm writing that one down. I'm trying to think of something for some other thing that I can't talk about. Oh, wow. Uh, so I won't talk about it. Instead, I'm going to talk about scrolling. Oh, there's a boost for the wait is over. It's been a minute. Oh, nice. But here's Speaking a, of DMU. Here's a thousand sats from Jared yesterday. Ooh. For the wait is over with a rocket and a wolf emoji. Thank you. That's awesome. He was listening in Ellen Beats. Thousand sat boost. Appreciate you, brother. Thanks, Jared. The wait definitely is over. You can't uh, rely on some other developer to... Uh, allow you the privilege to click a button and make it easy you know you gotta you gotta take control of your shit you're you're the captain now protocols it's, not platforms it's a little bit of extra effort until you get in there and figure it out and publishing your own rss feed with music on it so it it it's a, it's a little bit more of a pain in the ass if you're doing a weekly show right and you've got to hand hack that feed every week now i do it for the show 
I do it for homegrown hits. However, if you're just doing an album, you put the album together and then you release it and you post it, you publish it, and it's done. Yep, one time. Done a Rooney. You don't have to do that shit ever again. You can just keep boosting it forever. When we put out Abel and the Wolf, I made the RSS feed Christmas Eve 2021, and it's just been out there. That's all. I think I had to go back and add some GUIDs because I didn't know exactly what I was doing. 100%. I know people are shocked. Pfft, come on. I try to tell people I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm just learning it piece by piece. And they're like, Whoa. But you have a great feed with comments available on GitHub that explains what every single piece of the RSS feed is for artists. I do. I've got a, I've got a sample RSS feed. We'll put it in the show notes. You usually include it in Homegrown Hits at some point in the yep. show notes every week, which I very much appreciate, by the way. Uh, where you can just take that feed and copy-paste your own links and your own tracks and your own shit in there. Yeah, your own value tags. Use that as a template and make it your own. And uh, bam, you can publish your own album. It's uh, something that I've been threatening to do some video tutorials over for a while. So uh, that's also on the docket. I've got a couple of nice chunks of time. I'll be able to work on some stuff. So hopefully I can add that to the docket during those upcoming breaks. <laughs> but it's it's become apparent to me in, in the recent past that uh, I need to fucking actually pull that out because... People are just getting led astray. Mm-hmm. People are getting yeah. led astray. Well, I'll have a little bit more to say about that uh, later on. But for now, thank you, Jared, for boosting the wait. Yeah, is over. thank you, Jared. The wait indeed is over. Although the wait for my dumbass to make a video explaining everything is, is still ongoing. I will admit <laughs> that the wait for that is not quite yet over. Um, bowl after bowl live tag was boosted thirty six eighty four sats for Curio Caster. Uh, Curio Caster, I don't know what's going on, bowlers, but, uh, the, the name isn't coming through on a lot of these, so, uh, you might want to sign the note inside of the boost somewhere mm. for the time being, and we'll report a bug to Stephen B, and he can get in there and figure out what the heck might be going on, but this boost says, evening bowlers, congrats on the 300 ep, have an amazing show and many more, well, thank you. Aw, thank you, bowler. Thank you very much, bowler. I wonder if that's not, uh, Pfeiffer, because he get it, gave us another one. And was like, I hope Curiocaster won't fuck me again. So I, I, I have a tingly in my jingly that says that might be Pfeiffer also. But uh, yeah, maybe we can get corrected or confirmed or whatever. Uh, next up, though, was 30,000 Sataroonies from Booberry. Yeah, boobs. Thank you. The moth you heard call in earlier. Uh, he sent 30,000 sats from Boost CLI. And uh, he has sent us a PNG, which is... Always a risk I'm willing to take. And the boost says, imagine the shenanigans one could get into with a four-foot disco ball. Oh. Happy 300. Oh, yeah. And, uh, oh, man, he's got a picture of some... Uh, Do you see it up there? little warehouse action and a four-foot disco ball. A big old disco ball. Right big there old disco ball. On the top. <laughs> some uh, some warehouse-looking uh, situation here. Four-foot disco ball up on the shelf. That's yeah. as big as me. I could uh, imagine popping out of a four-foot disco ball yeah. <laughs> or popping into one. All of the above, really. What, what, whatever turns you on, right? New goal. <laughs> Pop out of disco ball. Uh, <laughs> whatever turns you on. I don't know if I still have that. I don't know if I still have that on the board. All right, I'll do it. Whatever, whatever turns you on. Oh, there we go. <laughs> whatever, whatever. Of course I wouldn't take that off my board. Why would I ever take that off my board? Thank you, boobs, uh, for the boost. We also 
had a big fat boost out of Fountain uh, from Lavish. Woo, Lavish. And uh, it's, it's evading my helipad. Mm-hmm. So I'm scrolling back because I definitely saw it in the chat. You can easily find it on the No Agenda chat, babe. Oh, where the bowlers the aren't no chat, 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 chatting away. Yeah, the No Agenda chat, the No Agenda chat. Maybe you can read it for me. Oh, yes, I absolutely can so <laughs> that you can keep the video right where it needs to be. Right, I'm fucking uh, with the video. Lavish boosted in 33,333 sats oh, via yeah. Fountain saying, mind if I do a J? Oh, not at all. <laughs> oh, man, mind if I do a J? Oh, man. Do it. Do a J. Me Bolero S2 Bolero, my friend. <laughs> or whatever. Bolero, eh? Yeah, Espanol is... Uh, Muy mal. <laughs> rustified. <laughs> rustified. But thank you, sir. We yeah, much thank appreciate you, Lavish. You. Uh, lavish. Of course, the... Uh, should I say better half behind the schemes? That's kind of biased, isn't it? Blueberry's better <laughs> half of behind the schemes. They're both so great. I know. I think that they would say the other is the better half, if you ask them. So according to Booberry, Lavish is the better half. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> the, uh, the Beast Coast half. Yes. The Bereft Coast half. Excuse me. Beast and best, whatever the fuck. I don't know. I don't have a coast, so I'm not, uh, I'm not woke to all these things. I'm a, I'm a no-coaster. Landlocked. You know what I mean? Um, but yes, we much appreciate you, Lavish. Much love. Check it out on Behind the Schemes every Monday. We had a great one last night. All about goats. Uh, I happened to... <laughs> he said something about... Uh, oh my God. Pumping and dumping. Uh, right as I was pumping and dumping. It was the say. perfect narration. I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, oh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> anyway, I'll leave it at that. Uh, next up from Anonymous, we had 30,000 sats uh, come in from Podverse which can be found at Podverse FM, uh, podverse.fm, of course. And Anonymous says, this isn't Anonymous because they signed the boost, uh, got way too much love for this word stuff right now. And I feel you. This has been the whole <laughs> show for me, for sure. Like a struggle to really kind of express it in a way that uh, uh, sums it up enough. Uh, she says, going for it anyway because you bowled a perfect game. Hey, Thank you for being so awesome that 99% of your friends can't believe you're even real. (laughs) Make Heroism and I were brought back to life, thanks to y'all. God bless, bull after bull. Signed MK with the red heart emoji. Mary-Kate Ultra, you sweet little thing. We love you guys. Mary-Kate Ultra, Make Heroism. They have added such a great amount of value to this community that I can't express it in words. I... I love that because I know for for us that's Carolyn and John, you know, yeah, who brought us back to life, and so I can totally understand the sentiment and what it means. Like what it means more than just oh, I have a show now, you know. Like yeah. it's that's the superficial surface level thing. Like what it means is like I have renewed purpose and sense of camaraderie with actual human beings who are good for me and uh, who share my vision and goal of the future. Even if it's not necessarily uh, executed the same way and we all have kind of differing opinions of how to get there, we all are trying to get to the same place that's a better place. And that's the most important part of it all. And we can kind of uh, bonk into one of uh, one another in, in a loving way to find the like right path that works without, you know, destroying one another or getting all ass blasted about it. Like, 
I can't say enough about how valuable that is. I cannot put a fucking number in sats or dollars or, you know, whatever about how much that means. I get it. I've been to some fucking dark places, you know, and to not be there anymore is everything. So we thank you. And it's like a fucking huge blessing to be able to be that and pass it forward and be that for somebody else too. Absolutely. That was a very uh, touching note. And I appreciate you. Appreciate you, Mary Kate Ultra. Yeah. Heroism. You guys are great. Uh, four, uh, 1420 sats. <coughs> 1420 sats <laughs> next from C Dubs. C Dubs, thank you. Uh, he sent us from Boost CLI. There's a reason we wear uh, sunglasses on the on the on the live stream. <laughs> Precisely. So when we uh, start weeping like little bitches, <laughs> it's harder to tell. Uh, <laughs> uh, 1420 sats from Boost CLI. He says hello from Reno, Nevada. Hello, recently relocated C Dubs. How do people say it there? I've uh, Nevada and Nevada are kind of the two most common, but I also hear Nevada a lot. But there is a local Missouri town spelled Nevada, but is pronounced Nevada officially. That's a very Missouri thing. If you go there, it's Nevada. Saying things weird. So I just wonder how <laughs> most people say it there. Like I mean, for sales, Missouri. Yeah, for sales is a good one. Haiti is a good one. Lebanon is a good one. There's many. There's many. We're gonna write a travel book someday about mispronounced Missouri names. I guess even, strategy. I guess even my hometown Carney would count. Don't you yeah. think? Yeah, it looks like Kearney. I don't think about it, but it's K-E-A-R-N-E-Y and it's pronounced Carney. Kearney. And then when you say Carney, people are like, oh Nebraska? Yep. There's a bigger Carney in Nebraska. Spelled the same way. Nope. Not not Nebraska. Jesse James. The Jesse James one. That's that's the one. Outlaw land. Anyway, I hope you're enjoying Nevada. As I pronounce it. And I uh, hope that uh, things are good. Number two. Actually, I forgot what number two was. Okay, if number one is Nevada and number two is Nevada and number three is Nevada, then one, two, or three. It's, it's <laughs> Vava or Ve. We are currently engulfed in the curtain. <laughs> so. <laughs> so fucking deep in the curtain. Uh, speaking of curtains, 1533 sats came in from CurioCaster. Again, the, the name Woo. is being left off lately. Uh, but Bowler says, taking off all my clothes and bringing episode 300 with me to the shower for some hot, steamy bowl play. Wish you were here. Oh, shit. Oh. I was wearing my official bowl after bowl shirt. As am I. Uh, today for the first time. But uh, it's coming off hey. for the audio only listeners. <laughs> there you go. I'm in the shower now, too, but I'm in the bowl, actually. But I'm in the shower. Hell yeah. Think about it. This is a white shirt. It'll look good in the shower on me. <laughs> That's the spirit. <laughs> the tie-dye didn't really uh, bleed through that well. <laughs> it was more of a try-dye. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, thank you, Bowler. Thank you, Bowler. 1533. Right in there. Uh, next up, 11111 sats out of Fountain. Ooh. That's a row of five ducks. Or no, excuse me. That's a satchel of five Richards. I get my ducks and my dicks confused sometimes, which <laughs> makes for an awkward... Uh, Hunting trip. But uh, Bully Steed, boosting us from Fountain, she's got bowling emoji, 300 in emojis, then another bowling emoji, then a green heart, then a purple heart, then a puff of smoke. Hell yeah. She's the emoji queen of the boostograms, by the way. Yes, the artiste. Uh, none can deny. The bowlers, like the Spartans, refuse to lay down their weapons. Yes. That's right. 
That's right. Uh, once I have the belief, you won't see me backing down. No way. No fucking way. I will be a clown, but I will not back down. <laughs> Thank unless, you, Bully Seed. Unless I'm wrong, you know. I can, I can be shown evidence that I'm wrong and understand that. I've been wrong before. Yeah. I'm willing to listen to evidence that I'm wrong. But, it's only human to be wrong. But uh, if I'm right and you can't show me evidence otherwise, then uh, you might want to get out of the way. That's all. That's all. Bully Seed knows that's the whole point of the boost. We appreciate you so much. Bully Steed. Yes, the most valuable bowler. Absolutely. Uh, next up, Harvhat hit us from Boost CLI. Look at this one. 34,269. Thanks, Harvhat. Dak and them sats. That 4269 is a signature, and he put a three in front of it for the 300 episode. Look at that. He says, perfect game. Thanks, Harvhat. Well, you're a perfect uh, boost there. Appreciate you, brother. Yes. My watcher. That's right. Harvhat. The watcher of the nodes. Yes. <laughs> if your shit is offline, he is better than any kind of health ping check you can set up with fucking Amboss or the other guys. Yep, it's true. Harfhead is much more reliable and he can actually tell you if your note is down and why it might be down and what to try to get it back up. Yeah, he always has ideas for solutions, which I muchly appreciate. So yes, thank you Harfhead. We couldn't keep it up without you. Uh, similarly, this next bowler, 33,333 sats. Whoa. Coming in from Cotton Gin. Woo, thanks, Cotton Gin. I know I got some Cotton Gin drops on here somewhere. Yeah, you do. Cotton Gin. <gasps> cotton Gin. Uh, he <laughs> has sent us a boostergram from Podverse that says, happy 300 with a turkey and a bowling emoji. Thank you, Cotton Gin. <laughs> Father of the Isobot. Bunch of boosters in here. <laughs> Servo in the chat. Uh, uh, bunch of boosters in here. Cotton Gin in the chat room's going, uh, a bunch of boomers in here. I mean, boosters. <laughs> yeah. Isobot, the relay, bringing the split kit action straight into the IRC. He's got a brand new tool that he sneak peeked me uh, that watches the troll room count. It's a graphical representation of the real time troll room count to try and kind of settle this uh, argument of when things are up and when things are down. You can watch it peak and valley in real time. Wow, that's awesome. Fucking lit. Yeah, that's going to be fun. That's going to be a fun little uh, addition to the to the proofs of arguments or whatever goes down. Yes, like how I tell you that once the uh, cocaine shit stain segment is over, everyone goes to bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're like, ah, the weed news. Man, they, Catch up on it later. They go to bed when they're getting tired, which is what you should do. That's a healthy thing to do. Yes. It's a good move. <laughs> you can always finish the show tomorrow. The rest of it. You should not uh, deprive yourself of needed rest. Um well, Unless you want to. I thought sleep was for the week. Sleep. <laughs> you can sleep when you're dead. Well, you know. You got to sleep sometime. It's waking up that's a bitch. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Sleep is great. You know what's not a bitch, though? Rev Cyber Trucker. He, has, oh. he hit us from both angles. Wow. Thanks, Rev. He's got the, he's the triple threat. You get the triple crown of uh, value contribution because he's got a metal moment, he's got a PayPal, and now he's got a boost from Fountain for yeah. 10,000 sats. Woo! He says turbo boost. Turbo boost. Killer. Well, thank you for your turboness. Yeah, Appreciate thanks, you. Rev. You rock. Uh, 2121 sats from C-dubs. He said, let's go ring of fire. Yeah. Appreciate that. Uh, 300 sats from C-dubs right after that said one sat per episode. Beautiful. So there you go. 
And then finally, uh, 30,033 sats from Servo out of Podverse. Happy milestoned. Oh, nice. Yeah. He says. And could you double check that uh, boost bot situation to see if I've missed anything that might have... Yes, let me do that. ...slipped my helipad. I definitely want to make sure that's... Uh, also, Servo, father of Gal. That's right, Servo. Enabler the, of the pod ping in the IRC. The creator of the... Uh, of your AI assistant, Gal. <laughs> no, Gal's an IRC bot, dog. Come on. Mm. Yeah, Come on, to see misinformation being spread through other chats. Uh, there's a lot out there. There's a lot out there. We also had a boost come in from Dirty Jersey Whore. Oh, thank you. With the uh, his token number, 19,760 sats. Oh, yes. And Dirty said, here's to 300 episodes of strikes, spares, and the occasional gutter ball. Woo! All making bowl after bowl the unique and beloved podcast it is. Grab your favorite bowling ball, hit play on the latest episode, and let's keep the ball rolling together. But seriously, y'all be good. Oh, yeah. And that boost came in through Fountain. Loving it. Fountain's Thank been, you, Dirty uh, Jersey Whore. Fountain's been spotty with the routing. Mm. I'm so shocked. Sometimes uh, Helipad doesn't show me those. But I'm glad that we have backups. This is why we have backups. We have more than just one thing going on. Yeah, thanks, BoostBot. We love the BoostBot. We love the extra techs going on. We love all the bowlers out there that make the bowl possible week after week. Hell yeah. Bowl after bowl. We absolutely love it. And, you know, treasure is fun. Treasure is nice. We have the PayPal and the Boostergrams, but that's not the only way to contribute value to this show. Hanging out in the chat is a seriously huge value contribution to us. Also, passing the bowl to someone you think will enjoy it. It's also value, man. Finding new bowlers, introducing the show to people, whether they get it or not. You'll probably know who the bowl is a good fit for. Yeah. Let's be real about I mean, that. <laughs> you wouldn't hand an actual lit bowl to just anybody. Mm-mm. It's no, the same sort of energy. How same you treat idea. this bowl for sure. You can also send in art for the chapters or the episodes because we have a uh, new episode art week after week and stale old chapter art week after week. Mm. <laughs> and uh, you make jingles for the show if you're a musician. Uh, you've already heard one beautiful one that Hasis and contributed, and you will hear many more throughout the night. But simplest of all. You can give us a call. Tonight we have a 420-minute limit going on, so call any time, 816-607-3663. And next week we'll be back with the first time I ever segments on that part of the show. That's right. Yeah, that's the open phone lines, the whole show. So you call in, we answer. We start on the timer. You got 4 minutes, 20 seconds. We chat it up. That's right. and has uh, been a fun little thing so far. You can text or send pictures also. Yes, four minutes, 20 seconds. Four minutes, 20 seconds, yeah. Not, not 420 minutes. I mean, that... you know. <laughs> Just a little coaxing. All right, I'll do it. Whatever, whatever turns you on. Whatever, whatever. Whatever, whatever. Uh, yes. Maybe not a four-hour phone call. But maybe. You never but know maybe. until you find out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Yes, yeah, so we very much appreciate all the value, and uh, we hope to... Keep it rolling. I hope that uh, we're adding some things this year that you might find valuable, intriguing, interesting, etc. And uh, won't stop. It's gonna keep going. This thing is gonna definitely keep going. Yep, rolling this down the lane. Keep going. There we go. Uh, speaking of keeping going, I've got a little prepared segment for you that you might have heard of called. Hunting, 
Cocaine shit stain. Reverend Cyber Trucker. Hello, Reverend Cyber Trucker. You're on the air. Hey, what's up, you guys? Hey, hey, hey. hey. I wanted to call in. I just wanted to call in and uh, wish you uh, kind of, sort of, in person, happy 300. Oh yeah, appreciate yeah. you. Thanks, Rev. Yeah, you, you were just guys uh, are definitely welcome to it. Well, thanks very much. Yeah, we just had uh, a great time last Wednesday night kicking it. Yeah, we sure did. I had a ball. I, I, I had an opportunity to watch you uh, pump out a, a spliff and, like, nothing flat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, roll a little spliff action. Uh, destroyed some rev lungs, which isn't tough to do, I guess. Not the, really. The, <laughs> Not anymore. Get the sensitivity. I'm getting, I'm little, getting there. A little too much chemical sensitivity. Mm -hmm. But... A great time was had. We watched a little Nick the Rat. We talked a little bit. Wait, now, yes, it was. You got to clarify for us how many three hundred games that you've had, because I've uh, I I put it in the chat. I've bowled a total of five. A five. Um, okay. The first I was time right. I did it. Yeah, the first time I did it, it was the second game of a. Uh, it was during a league night, and they played. They bowled three games, and it was my second game. Then uh, when I bowled. Uh, two of them, I bowled them two in a row. It was the first and second game. And then uh, the third time was three. Uh, no, that's six, not five. Uh, I can't count, apparently. Uh, it's going around. And then I bowled a 900 <laughs> series, yeah. Very nice. Oh, that's badass. Yeah, that's uh, heights and I've yet to achieve. That was, Yeah, that was all before it was 18, too. Nice. Got to start them young. Well, when your dad is is working as a the main pin setter mechanic at a bowling alley for like thirty fucking years, and yeah, you there gotta you go. learn a little. That's what's up. Uh, so you getting kicked out of mini mechanics now with this new Lorian calendar in your truck? No, as a matter of fact, uh, I've had nothing but kudos and and uh, and uh, you know, man, I wish I had one of those. So I've been <laughs> passing out the link. Oh man, nice. That's cool. Yeah, I've got to get away to. I, Next year we'll do a calendar and we'll do one that's like uh, somehow ours. <laughs> this one, I just, uh, it was really on a whim. I had a coupon and I spun it up. And uh, this is the problem with things being easy, right? We've talked about this on the show. Like you can either uh, have it be easy or you can have it be uh, something that you are in control of. And so the DIY stuff, I definitely want to solve for next year because we do some fun yeah, I stuff. Heard that. <laughs> do the fun stuff. And then, you know, the value stays with a, uh, with our community gets back into the show instead of uh, some corporate right. skanks. Yeah. But hey, you know, it's a start, whatever. Yep. You got to start somewhere, right? <laughs> exactly. I also wanted to uh, give a shout out to Metis and let him know that uh, I'm a voice talent wannabe. Give me a call. Oh, there you go. Oh, yeah. Give the Rev a ring. He's got that sultry voice that you hear on uh, the Metal Moment. He could voice... Uh, sultry my ass. <laughs> Uh, yeah. That's, my voice is about as smooth as fucking sandpaper. Uh, sultry is in the uh, ear of the beholder, is what I heard. 
they're wrong. Uh, something I forgot <laughs> to tell. Voice is not sultry. Something I forgot to tell the bowlers about is you showed us like a very impressive lightsaber. Oh yeah. While you were here in the bowl. Uh, oh. Yeah, my uh, that's part of my equipment for uh, fantasy weddings. That's right. The rev so, does uh, weddings in any kind of costume and, and Klingon, etc. language that you wish to be married under. He's an ordained minister that can do that kind of thing. Just yep. so, so, just so uh, you, know, you want to get if you want to get like married in front of Watto's Grotto and at at Disneyland or um, at Comic Con someplace, give me a ring. There you go. The weirder the better. The rev is ready. You betcha. Well, before that timer hits up. Oh, uh, nah, speak of the devil. <laughs> it's perfect yeah. timing in my All book. Right. Well, thanks for the call, there Rev. Keep on trucking. Not a problem. Here's the 300 more at least. Hell yeah. Hell love, yeah. love you, Rev. Much love, Rev. Very nice. Excellent. What a way to roll into the shit stay. Hell it. yeah. Love it. Right on time. Never catch the Rev late. He's always right on time, right in there. Uh, speaking of being right in there, the on-chain, off-chain cocaine shit stain, what's that all about? I guess I should give like a big zoomed out explanation of this thing because we do it week after week and it's easy to kind of get lost. I don't know when you're coming in, Bowler. You know, I've been doing this thing 300, <laughs> 300 fucking times now. I kind of lose track. So it's important to circle back sometimes and explain ourselves as best we can, right? And that's all that the shit stain is about. It kind of was birthed out of this non sequitur where I observed one day that, uh, you know, talking about running a lightning node sounds like a bunch of on-chain, off-chain cocaine shit stain. It's like, you know, you're saying a bunch of words, and unless you've been in the car and you're driving around, you're not very familiar with the terms. What the fuck is liquidity? Why do I need inbound, outbound liquidity? What's a channel? When do I balance it? Uh, I built a node, now what do I do with it? <clears throat> and so the the obvious thing that we had to do was to keep on talking about it, even though it can turn into some word salad sometimes, even though it's not really like the most accessible in terms of language at first, right? If you're inexperienced. Uh, and we found that people tended to spawn, respond, positively, uh, respond positively to it, even the ones who had no idea what the hell we were talking about. It was kind of, there was a comfort in just hearing about it every week a little bit. And uh, kind of getting some familiarity with just the the phrasing and the terms. We talk about the frustration points. We're not going to try and pretend like this thing is just the fucking fall out of bed, fall off a log easy. But um, I can also tell you that it's probably more obvious how to build a node than it is to get the boostable uh, disco ball going. Yeah. (laughs) And we're going to do that too. So, like, you can do it. That, That I can promise you is that you can do it. No, but I can't do it. No, you can do it too. If you fucking run a computer, you can also run a node because that's what a node is, is a computer. It just happens to be specialized for sending and receiving lightning transactions over the Bitcoin network. And the beautiful thing about it is you got friends here in the bowl that can help you when you get stuck. We can help you get some channels established. Even if you don't have any Bitcoin to start with, we can open channels to you so that you can at least receive. You don't need a bunch of Bitcoin on the node at the beginning which is another common misconception that you have to have a bunch of Bitcoin in order to build a node. That's not true. You can do it with uh, no sats in it and just have a receiving node at the beginning until you get some sats under your belt. Yeah. There's a lot of different ways to go about this. And so uh, 
it's more accessible than you think. And if you decide that you can't, then that's really the number one factor of you not being able to, is you're deciding that you can't. Uh, my alternative solution, right, for advice would be to give somebody kind of half-assed or halfway advice, right? I could say, hey, uh, go get an Albi, which you can't even do anymore uh, because it's invite only. Uh, or there's some ways around it. I think that people have shown me that you can still kind of do that and get set up. That's fine. Um, somebody else runs that node and can rug you at any time, which is kind of concerning. Not because it's Albi, because I think those guys have the greatest of intentions. I think that with every move Albi has made over the time that they've been in existence, they've shown that they are good stewards of their node and of their customers' sats. Um, and I have no concerns with them as a company or as people. But uh, the beautiful thing about running your own node is that you don't have to wonder at all. You don't have to trust anybody. And that's the best advice that I can give. And so that's the advice that I continue to give and will continue to give because I think that it's the only advice that I would follow. And it's the only advice that I, in good conscience, can give people, even, yes, even people who have never used Bitcoin before. I think that it is reasonable to tell them that the thing they want to do ultimately is to build their own node. Now, is that the first way they're going to use Bitcoin? Probably not. Probably not. Uh, but... I can't just compromise on my advice just because that, right? Uh, you can get in in a lot of different ways and dip your toes in. And then uh, on a long enough timeline, you're going to realize, especially if you're a content creator, if you're a musician, if you're a podcaster, if you're a documentarian, whatever you do that you're putting out there for people to enjoy in a value for value sense, you're going to realize one day that, oh shit, I probably should have my own node because this Bitcoin thing is, um, is legit. This Bitcoin thing is rock solid. This Bitcoin thing is better money. And if I want to operate within it fully sovereignly and call my own shots and be in charge of where my money is at, my money, by the way, it's fucking money. Okay, it's not dutes on a dot. It's not uh, bits and bytes. It's money that we're talking about. Fixed money. Not this fucked up green paper that they just print more of. And so it's worth 99% less than it was a hundred years ago or whatever it is. It's dog shit. You can wipe your ass with a federal reserve note. Okay. No better money. We're talking about better money. So that's all I can do. All I can do is just explain it piece by piece, week after week, bowl after bowl. And I can tell you that you can do it. You might think it's way beyond you and it might be at first, but that's okay. Cause also you can have a low time preference. Bitcoin's not going anywhere. You don't need to set up a node tonight. You don't need to get it working tomorrow. If you want to be in a ring of fire with me, it usually takes like two to five weeks to get that fucker organized. Okay. But we have low time preferences here because we understand value and we understand that uh, it's a long-term goal that we're looking at. Okay. Next year, if you have a node by next year, you can do that. That's totally reasonable. And if you start now, then uh, soon your friends will think that you're a fucking crazed lunatic talking about some on-chain, off-chain cocaine shit stain. <laughs> you don't need any kind of a uh, computing degree or anything like that. I don't have one. I dropped out of fucking college myself. Okay. So that is the only rumor that I uh, am willing to correct. I'm not some kind of fucking whiz kid. I'm just a guy in his basement smoking weed occasionally and building notes. That's all.
Uh, speaking of Rings of Fire, we did finally get that five million bitch balance today. Yeah. Uh, leaning into the karma of the 300th show. I'm sure that was not uh, any coincidence. Kind of helped us finally get that thing balanced. We had a lot of snags in this one. We had uh, one member whose node was on, offline for months, and he was just getting it back synced. We had you who wiped your whole chain on accident <laughs> when you rebooted your node. Yeah. Funny that I uh, coded in to do that in command line and then forgot to you know, take out that code telling my mm-hmm. umbral to resync on reboot. We Whoops. had Steve who was offline and back online and back offline a couple times and he got that sorted. We had C-Dubs who was in the middle of moving. Yeah. <laughs> different states. Okay, so there was a lot going on in this one, but we got it balanced and that's the beauty of it. Like a ring of fire, you know, it's established and then it's not going to be one of those overnight sensation type of things. It's not like, okay, all you got to do is click here and then you've got, boom, fucking channels open. No, we do it in a way that's uh, careful, considered, and it's going to work. And it might take some time because of all of that. But that's okay because we have time. We have time. TikTok, next block. It's not going anywhere. So if you're interested, if you are just dipping your toes into the node world and you're interested in getting in on a ring of fire, we can get that going for you. A ring of fire in the very most basic sense that I can explain it in is just this. You open one channel with a bunch of other people. I usually do six other people. So six people open channels in a coordinated fashion that uh, nets you two channels for the price of one. So if this 5 million sat ring of fire, everybody opened a 5 million sat channel. And once I balance that uh, ring, everybody who participated now has two 5 million sat channels with a perfect balance on them. I can explain it deeper if you email me, spencer at bullafterbull.com, but, you know, that's that's all you really need to know. Two channels for the price of one. It's very efficient to uh, organize your liquidity in this way, especially if you don't have that many channels starting out. Like me, with well, my umbral, like starting you. from zero and one pending close. There you go. <laughs> Uh, I'm also interested, by the way, speaking of your nodes, to hear the update on this Zeus mobile node. How's that going for you? Oh, yeah. It was so easy to install, and I've described it to you offline like bowling with bumpers Mm. because this is a private node, so (laughs) you can't find it on 1ML. Uh, You know, it's not like... I don't. It's so weird. It's almost like uh, just a wallet, you know, but it's a node. It's a legit node. Uh, no key send is what I learned. Right. And when I was like, oh, darn it. Because I was going to put it into my RSS feed as my value split on homegrown hits and found that out mm. last Thursday. Oh, no key send. Can't use it in this capacity. However, if you want to see what the process of running a node is like, it's a great tutorial for it because every step of the way... You don't have many options for setting it up. It's it's not one-click install, uh, but they show you where to click and what you need to do next, and it's fully explained by Zeus. They even uh, have questions at the bottom, like, what is liquidity? What is a channel? Uh, and everything is just totally out in plain language, how you uh, get started with it. And if you are selling stuff and you want sats for your stuff, in person, let's say, it's a great POS. It's wonderful. I've used Zeus before connected to my Umbral whenever we do the Bitcoin block parties in Kansas City, and it has never failed me. 
It's always been great. The transaction, you know, you just punch in how many sats you're charging the person. It makes an invoice. They scan it. Bada bing, bada boom. Sats on your node. That's just like cool. that. And so you can use this mobile node in that capacity. I'm no, not very eloquent uh, in this on-chain, off-chain world, but <laughs> this is what I'm learning. Eloquence is not the theme back here in the on-chain, off-chain. Just saying. We're talking about it in regular people terms. And that's the point. That's what. That's because that's what we are. We're just fucking normal people. I mean, not really, but you know what yeah. I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> From a technical sense, okay? We're technical in that we listen to podcasts and make them. And then all the other technical shit, by the way, has come along the way. It didn't It didn't come pre-baked. We weren't born with that. We had to learn it. We had to learn it. And it was weird at first. All of it was confusing at first. Uh, so when I said 1ML, yeah, that's a lightning node explorer mm. site where you can look up pub keys and find information about nodes, like their capacity, how long they've been operating, if they're online, offline, stuff like that. So uh, you're saying that the node, the mobile node has uh, private channels spun up to it, right? Yes. Now, is there a way to open public channels to it? And then having done that, maybe it could uh, route or do this or that? Or I'm is it unsure. strictly private? I'm pretty sure it's strictly private. Okay. Um, but like I said, if you have a old phone an old phone a spare phone some kind of little device a mobile device uh this would be a great use for it backup node you know especially if you're trying to move off of uh trusting third parties getting well, your sats off of wallets i think there's a concern among some of the more successful artists who have relied on albi that albi is kind of saying hey you have too many sats in our wallet like you got to get them out of there and well, this this would be a great place to stash those yes a good place to kind of empty other custodial wallets and so that you have uh, kind of some sovereignty and say over that. Yeah, nice. But, you know, you can't, like, boost CLI, boost from it. And you can't put it in your RSS feed as your uh, can't value yet. split. Can't yet. Can't yet, yes. maybe. Maybe. Perhaps. That's another thing that we've learned over time is, like, all these things change, and what you can't do today, you might be able to do tomorrow. Uh, we're all building this shit together piece by piece, including the users, by the way, who don't really know how it works, but are reporting back like what they'd like it to do to the developers. Like without any feedback, you can't really develop a software product anyway. So true. there you go. Uh, that's also why I don't like uh, when people shoot things down just because of its current limitations. Like I think it's a little bit short-sighted. I see a lot of that with the Nostra thing. Oh, and you've been uh, pretty much lit up on uh, <laughs> Chad F started a fire under your ass and, and you've just like been taken over Noster lately. What's up with that? Okay, so I spun up this Zeus mobile node and I made a toot about it. I guess that's how you go. I made a note about it on Miss Key yeah. at mk.spook.social to tell all my friends, hey, you know, Darth Coin wrote up this great Substack article explaining all of this better than I ever could. And I thought, oh, what the heck? This is a good use for my phone, being a node, because I want more than one node, just in case I have a hiccup again with my umbral someday. And so I made this post. And next thing I know, Chad F is sending me a screenshot from Noster that was a bridge 
post oh, of yeah. my miskey post posted on Noster through some I think it's called Moster. Yeah. The, <laughs> a Moster Bridge. The activity pub to Noster Bridge where and, so Alex Gleason came up with that, just to explain it to people who've never heard of it. Alex Gleason came up with this bridge that takes all of the uh takes all of the existing uh activity pub that's like Mastodon, Pleroma, Miskey, all of these different activity pub uh accounts that it can find i don't know how it finds them but once it finds them it spins up a noster key and a noster profile for them and then just kind of repeats what you say and so this is like a it's not an opt-in thing it just one day you have one out there in noster and people are like replying to it from the noster side and you've got no way to see notifications about it you don't know what the hell's going on like it's just out there and people are talking to this like robot repeating your words instead of talking to you. Yeah, so there were a bunch of nostriches over there saying, oh, like, I want to give you sats for this post, but I've been burned by the Monster Bridge again. And I got on Noster a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we pro- got on at the same time. Yeah. It was like, within the first few months it was out, really, because Noster came out at the beginning of last year. Not a lot of people know it's like only a yearish old. It's not that old. Yeah, I was gonna say I think it was around Christmas time when you and I were looking at it. Yeah. Um, and everything on all the notes that were popping up for me were in Chinese, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I was like, "Wow, this is." It was difficult to find to curate my timeline in a way that I wanted it, and. You know, I didn't have that many uh, friends over there. Boobery hopped on pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. So Boobery and uh, Chad F's been rocking and rolling over there. And, you know, there are a few people. And as uh, our buds on Bulls with Buds would mention it, I would hop on to No Strudel and add them so I could follow them. But I didn't really do much over there. Yeah. You know, I just love my spook social. Yeah. Uh, but, man, I it really ticked me off that... People were trying to give me value for something that I had written, just an offhanded post of, hey, yeah, I got Zeus mobile node hooked up. It's working. It's great. You know, I was able to clear out my Albi and I'm going to use it at the block party if I can't hook up to my umbral for some odd reason. And uh, yeah, people wanted to give me value for that in my experience. And Darth Coin himself was responding and saying, oh, thanks. I'm glad that, you know, my article was helpful to you. But ah, they weren't responding to me. So I had to go. I had to get it onto Noster through No Strudel and say, hey, I'm here. I'm on Noster too, guys. Like, hey, look at me. Look at me. You can zap <laughs> me, man. You can zap me right here. And so, you know, follows happened. I started uh, following everyone that interacted me- with me there. There was a little hiccup with the zaps, but that got sorted out. Uh, I'm not sure why, even. I have my Get Alby as my uh, receiving mm. spot for uh, sats coming in through zaps on Noster. And next thing I know, I had a beautifully curated timeline, and I've been having discussions with people about DMU a lot over there because obviously there's a lot of platform talk and people that are unfamiliar with decentralized music altogether, but there's a lot of interest in value for value, which mm-hmm. is, of course, where I started with this whole journey, thanks to No Agenda. Right. And so I've been chiming in on all these value for value conversations going in, too, you know, because people are saying, oh, like, 
I want to love value for value, but I'm just not getting any value. It's like, man, you got to just keep putting value out there. It'll work. What if I get a sponsor? Is that value for value? No, <laughs> that's not. No. <laughs> because that could lead to bias and influence in your content. Right. Yeah. Like, if, that's If you get a sponsor, you've got to be told what to say. And then, yeah, I mean, you can still maintain integrity. I'm not necessarily uh, saying full Bill Hicks purist about uh, the things, although you will be suspect, right, by any kind of, like, uh, purist. But it's because, the reason for that is because this, as soon as you take a sponsor, you're being paid by somebody, and so they're giving you some value to say a certain thing and try a certain product. Well, the other thing with value, too, is I might value the hosts of the podcast, but I might despise their sponsor yeah. and I don't want to give value to the sponsor then. You also might have a sponsor that ends up fucking your audience over like uh three hours capital or, you know, Jim, uh, Jim and I or other fucked up sponsors like last summer when the big, uh, the big squeeze hit and a bunch of people were left holding bags Yeah, because they were over leveraged and they got wrecked, you know, and they heard it on your podcast and you used your name and a promo code to get on there. <laughs> Yeah. Like, what the fuck are you going to do about that? Yep. Just don't put yourself in that situation, you yeah, know? exactly. But, man, it's such a beautiful community over there. There's all walks of life, and there's people having these on-chain, off-chain, cocaine, shit-stained conversations all day, every day. Yeah. And so I'm learning stuff, and I'm getting to uh, work on my DMU pitch. You know, I've sent, I've showed a bunch of people Ellen Beats. That's where I go to listen to music. And, you know, I've been explaining uh, the difference between DMU and uh, platform-based songs. Now there's, you know, a lot of bias. Sure. Because one is very well-known, and DMU is kind of a... It's not a new term, man. It's older than the platform everyone's talking about, but it hasn't been pushed out there. And so there was one artist actually today that said, hey, I'm going to have some stuff for homegrown hits before long i was like cool that's cool you know they were following along with my conversations with other people zapping me to let me know that they were reading it yeah it's great and hey you make sats while you're doing it you're stacking sats i think that uh from the very start of um this weird quasi war that's just an illusion of a war it's not even a real i was gonna say i was unaware of a war Uh, there's just been uh Nost are written off by a lot of voices in podcasting 2.0 specifically, okay? And, and there's a bit of incompatibility right now with the payment protocols, Keysend versus the Ellen URL. There's a bit of incompatibility between being able to read an RSS feed and boost a, the specific value tag from that world. But in my mind, these are problems that just have yet to be solved. It's not like a fucking thing that can never happen. And uh, I've always kept an open mind. I agree with you. Right when I started Nostra, I was like, you know, this is mostly just Bitcoin people fleeing from Twitter and having some space to set up. And that's largely what I saw when it first, uh, you know, started off. But I always, I had an account over there and I thought, you know, I, I like the idea of uh, portable uh, accounts, portable identities. I like the idea that I can take my existing account and all of its posts somewhere else to some other client. If I don't like a client currently, I can use a different one and see all the same shit. My history is preserved and all of that. Uh, There's a lot of cool things about it. And I think that ideologically our, our goals are the same. If you just talk to people who are into Nostra or talk to developers who are working on Nostra. And that was really when I started uh, getting back into it was talking with uh, 
Robert at the Bitcoin meetups who uh, was really interested in, in playing around with uh, Noster and developing. He's, he's the developer behind No Strudel. And, uh, you know, he was just working on that as a, as, a, as a pet project. It's now, in my experience, like the best web client for Noster out there. And the reason it's great is because it integrates everything. He's kind of like a, a Stephen Bell of Noster, if you will where he's trying all the new stuff. He has a bunch of stuff that doesn't even work yet, like communities is kind of being baked out right now. Yep. Uh, but he has support for everything, including the things that are yet to be fully flushed out. And he has a great UI that will explain to you what's going on in terms of like, why did my notes not post to all of these relays, but they posted to these relays, et cetera. Like everything's really spelled out there. And it was just because he wanted to see what was going on and why. And so he made the error messages like explicit. Yeah. Instead of just a little red dot and you have to guess. He's learning and educating. Most what people, a concept. Most people don't open the inspector tab in their browser, you know, to find out what's going on. They just need a message that pops up. So I think that uh, more people should develop like he develops to kind of, you know, inform the user of what's going on. Because uh, users just think they don't want to know stuff, but the more you tell them, they just learn vicariously. They learn uh, via exposure, I guess you would say, is a better way to put it. Oh, and a lot of nostriches over there. I don't know what they want to be called. That's just the uh, yeah. <laughs> that little mascot is yeah. the nostrich. Uh, but a lot of people on Nostr, they're, you know, concerned about sovereignty. Mm-hmm. And sovereignty is the name of the game when it comes to DMU. Yeah. So it's immediately eye-opening and something a lot of people were like oh wow this is great mm-hmm. yeah the idea i think that the the main idea of a problem within a lot of podcasting 2.0 circles is the idea that uh nostra is not value for value and can never be value for value it's like but it it's, is it's another door that's opened you know it, this whole concept that was built on paypal for first of all this whole concept started with no agenda over a decade ago on paypal okay so it's not even a bitcoin idea from its origin. This was in a time when uh, the show frequently shit on Bitcoin, you know? And and Dvorak still doesn't get it, never will. And that's just part of it, you know? it You can't say it's not value for value. The value for value thing is just the, the open exchange without paywalls. And so there's a lot of ways that it can be accomplished. And uh, to say that Noster is not a part of that, I think is incredibly short-sighted. Uh, I also like, I've seen Abel Kirby talking about it and... Uh, posting a bunch over there lately which is fun he had a great rundown uh, about what Noster is on the last episode of rare encounter mm-hmm. yeah it's just a protocol you know so you can't get mad at a protocol and fight a protocol it's different than like a company you know people say Noster, and if you're not initiated you think it's some kind of new app right when there's just like this big ecosystem of clients really and relays and uh they've they've solved a lot of problems with the old model, and there's things that are pros and cons with the pub, the activity pub stuff. There's things that are pros and cons with Noster, but I think that the direction is good, and I think that uh, most of the people over there have the right idea. And we just we have way more in common than we have uh, dividing us. Way more in common, and there's a huge one of the talking points that keeps coming up is, I guess I for the Nostriches. Hmm. They say, I guess that I just don't understand value for value because I haven't lived value for value. You know, like it forces us to be responsible 
adults. Yeah. You know, we, if you like something, if you value something, you need to put value into it to get the value out of it. Right. Well, and if you've been listening to Adam Curry for long enough, you'll know that he makes a big point to say that ask is a big part of it. It's like a vital ingredient, right? And you can do it in a way that's not gross. A lot of people feel gross asking for money, but we just we just explain what value is. That's it. We don't, you know, we the onus is if you get value, just think about returning it in some way and participating because it, it, it snowballs, right? You start putting more value in yourself. You start getting more out and then this kind of snowball effect happens and it grows and it grows. It grows for you personally, right? The reason that I say if you get value out of this, put some back in is because like, yes, we need to keep the show going, but in the same sense, like I know you're going to get more out of it if you start doing that. Cause I did, I've been through it and you're right. Like it's hard to get it unless you do the ask and it's hard to get it unless you also give value to other stuff that is valuable to you. And like, I think giving is actually the, should be the first step. Definitely. You stumble upon something me. value for value and you say, wow, I do value this. Yeah, like 10 plus years ago, like that's the first time I participated in the value for value. Yeah. You know, agenda through PayPal. And so there's so many people eager to learn and interested and, in, you know, taking steps toward what we're doing. Exactly. You know, just on their own protocols over yeah. there at Noster. I think it's a bright future personally. Yeah, it's um, lit. I don't see any reason to, to fucking start fights over it. Oh, definitely not. Just go hang out on Oster, man. You'll have I'll, fun. I'll end fights, but I won't start them. Let's put it that way. And, you know, we uh, there's been lots of conversations about, oh, we need a value for value recipe site. Oh, we need value for yeah. value nude site. Guess what? Noster can be all those things. Mm -hmm. There are There's a beautiful layout if you want to put a recipe together where it's just the picture of the food at the top and then you, like, unravel the note. And it's got your ingredients laid out. Like you can make it so beautiful, just like what you really want when you're looking for a recipe online, but cannot get because of fucking ads. You got a bunch of ads. You got a fucking blog post full of bullshit filler. Yeah. BS SEO oh, keywords. Recipe to my family for the gathering. And yeah, you everyone have to, loved it. And everyone asks for it. It's like, give me the fucking ingredients. Tell me how to make it. Hit a jump to recipe button. Jeez. You don't have to do that on Noster. There's just beautiful recipe notes. Yeah. I need an ingredients list. And then instructions. That's all that a recipe book needs. No other bullshit. So yeah, like uh, I've, I've been thinking about that for a long time. Yeah. Weedster is alive and well over there with recipes. You told me about Feetster. <laughs> Feetster is alive and well over there with pictures. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> and videos. Oh, it's so much fun. I love it. Well, I'm glad you've been getting back into it. I've seen some old friends there that have kind of, it seems like there's some momentum growing over there, which is, it's nothing but a good thing. Yeah. The more, the merrier, I say. Carolyn from Hog Stories rocking and rolling over on Noster now. Her, I've seen her picking up. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's great fun. It's a kick-ass time. And everyone so, yeah. says good morning in the morning, and it's just great. Yeah. So far, you know, even the debates are still friendly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a cool thing. Uh, I wanted to also talk about something that people have been hyping lately, which is this uh, e-cash, e-nuts, uh, fediment type shit. Um, I've heard about this stuff because it's been in development for quite a long time, like a year or more. Uh, and every time that I've had it explained to me, I kind of don't get it. Same. So, you know, like people think, oh, explain it to Spencer and he'll fucking understand. No, no, not always. In fact, frequently no. And that's been the thing with eCash. Now, 
I finally got a great explanation from the uh, Casey Bitcoiners who stepped in, uh, in particular Sly Fox, who kind of said, uh, this is the deal. I'm trying to find what he said. Okay. Um, he says this, uh, because I kind of, again, asked, and I said, so are Enots sats, but they're like unsatted to be moved, to be received, to be resatted? Every time Fetty Mint comes up, I still am at a loss as to what my use case for such a thing might be. Usually it comes back to, well, you can get normies to use it easier or something vague like that. It does seem to have hit a new ATH in hype this past week, though. And so the reply to that was, custodial lightning is ruggable with no privacy from the custodian. Enuts and Cashew is ruggable, but with privacy from the custodian. And then Fetty Mint is a multi-sig custodian that requires multiple individuals to collude to rug and has privacy from the custodian. So these are three different layers of improvement. The argument for Fediment is that it's an improvement over custodial lightning. And so this finally kind of cleared some of the cobwebs out of my brain about what's the fucking point, right? And the reason that I keep coming back to what's the fucking point, right, is I run a lightning node. <laughs> yeah, that's okay? what I was just going to say. So here's my trump card, and here's why I keep it simple stupid, and here's the whole point of the on-chain, off-chain cocaine shit state, and here's why I will continue to recommend that you build a lightning node is that you don't need any of this extra shit. Okay, so a, a custodial lightning solution is not a solution I need. I don't have that problem to solve because I don't use custodial lightning services. I use my own fucking lightning service, my own node. Ba-boom. So I'm still one up on every one of these additional layers that they have to build out to kind of obscure some of your uh, privacy and history, to make it less custodial, to make it less ruggable, to make it this and this and this, okay? And for those people who are never going to ever, that's fine. Like, they need those solutions. They need a step in the right direction after all, right? And that's what, that is actually what this eCash stuff represents. It represents a step in the right direction after all. But if you really want to just go the whole way instead of taking baby steps in the right direction, if you want to just be at the destination, then a node that you built that you run is the solution still. And so I've been doing this since December of 2020, and my pitch, my onboarding pitch has not had to change. Right. And I haven't had to apologize to anybody because, you know, they got into some shit. It's all their own thing, right? I haven't had to change what I tell people, what I recommend. Now... Is it easy to get people to go along with it? No. Is everybody going to do that? Fuck no. But but that's where I have to stand in good in good conscience and put out there. That's why I that's why I say what I say. A lightning node is just really the way. It's just the way. Okay. Once you have it, then you're like, oh fuck, I got it. I got my own bank. It's on a computer over there. Just sitting on a computer. Yeah. That's all. And who do I trust? Me. Who do I trust? Me. I put this thing together. Me. That's all. I just like That's how all. simple not, it is. I'm not, not knocking the E-Nuts E-Cash thing either. Definitely not. Like, people need those solutions. I never have knocked Albi for the same reason. Like, people need those solutions, and I get it. I'm just not the guy to cheerlead for that because I found something even better, right? If, and if you're willing to get in the car and drive, you'll find it's better as well. I, I promise you will. I promise you will. And in my opinion, it's easier to explain. Well, it's easier to explain because you don't have to change it into this and then into that. Oh, it becomes eCash, and then it's redeemable for this, you know. Yeah, so, yeah Fatty you, Mint's not ready, blah, blah, blah. You can skip all that. You can skip yeah. all of that. You don't have to fuck with that. You can just keep it Bitcoin the whole time. That's pretty cool. 
anyway, <laughs> uh, I was glad to finally kind of like have that broken down for me because it it confirms what I was already thinking, and and what I wasn't getting was like my yeah, but I have a lightning node, and they're like yeah, perfect, you do, there yeah. You go. Well, so then yeah. this isn't for you. You don't need it. <laughs> exactly. What I was going to say is another common ground between Noster and what we've seen over on Mastodon and uh, Miskey is the love of community and people constantly meeting up. They're always saying, hey, find your Bitcoin meetup, which is what we've been saying. Yeah. And no agenda meetups and so on and so forth. Speaking of uh, community, we got a caller on the line. Lauren. To accept. Uh, That's Laren, sir. Laren, you're on the air. Whoa, hey, whoa, whoa. You guys knew it's me, man. It's like, you got technology, man. Right? Yeah. And you can see who's coming into the mold. It's crazy. Yeah, they announce you. <laughs> yeah, wow. No, that, that that's quite flattering. Thank you very much. Of course, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, first and foremost, I mean, congratulations on like 300. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thanks. Hey, honey. Double O? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, baby. Hey, I think a little bit more, you hit that tree fitty. Oh, tree, tree <laughs> oh, fitty's yeah. going to be a fun one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you know someone's going to have to go to that South Park episode and grab a couple ISOs. You're right about that, yeah. No doubt that about it. That damn old rock monster. <laughs> <laughs> man, see, I, it offset me and I didn't even have time to hit the pen. Oh, man. There you go. I got it for you. Sorry, I got your back. That might not be very loud, but okay. Fucking A, man. This pen will work for me. There you go. Yo, uh, first and foremost, yeah, well, I just want to call to congratulate y'all on the 300. That's awesome. Um, thank you, Fletcher for and Carolyn for even reigniting the fires because I stumbled in later in the game a couple years ago. There you go. Um, early COVID, probably when you guys were getting fired back up. Uh, and I just love the format that you guys have. I've learned quite a bit about Bitcoin, uh, uh, Lightning Network, Nodes. Um, I mean, like, the only thing I've got in the game is, you know, what I've earned on Fountain and stuff. Yep. But it, it's just, I'm feeling more and more informed before I dive down the rabbit hole. And that's been greatly to these segments you guys do uh, every show. Like, oh, okay. Well, that's great, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's what we love to hear is like, um, without knowing what's out there in the options, you know, it's hard to even get skin in the game anyway. So we like, we were there too, you know, when I started out in 2020, like, I didn't know what a fucking channel was. I didn't know what lightning was. I never heard of lightning until Adam and Dave yep. were talking about it. So like, you, everyone's got to start somewhere. Yeah, and uh, my personal experience in Circle of Friends, uh, uh, there's a, I've got a couple of friends who are into Bitcoin somewhat. They've had it for quite a few years now, but I remember hearing it, you know, when you can, when you're buying a whole coin for less than a dollar, yep. blah, blah, blah kind of stuff. And it was like, oh, what's this technology, blockchain, and this, that, the other. And I was that exposure, but I'm just kind of like, hey, look, man, I'm fine with a cash in hand situation, you know. Yep. That's pretty straightforward, direct. <laughs> you know, I've I have financial value I'm giving forth. Uh, you have something of value that I would like to achieve for this five, ten, fifteen, twenty dollar, or whatever combination thereof. But as like time's gone on, like ah, I see the need for the secondary. Yep. 
Yeah, and, definitely. Uh, There's just uh, like the more solutions, the better, you know, the more ways to yeah. get to the same destination. Why not? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, the, uh, in that, that you guys are just advocates for the, the sovereignty side of it, you know, just like, hey, you know, play play in this market, but you can't be too mad if something goes down because, well, you've got your eggs in someone else's basket situation. Yep. Uh, and that that's been a part of a, a, my big learning experience toward all the betterness of this stuff too is through you guys' conversation on, on the uh, aspect of preaching. You know, hold, hold your own. Yep. You know. Yeah, yeah, like, if you can't trust you, then you can't trust anybody. And you don't have to trust anybody else. It's the beauty of the whole no, Bitcoin yeah. thing in the first place, so. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Into in, the conversation you were just having, because I literally just got out of my truck, called you, driving home from work. So on the value-for-value value side, the past couple of years, uh, since I've kind of opened up this commu- uh, uh, and listened to a lot of this community of uh, uh, people that create value, um, <clears throat> and everything like that, I've changed my personal lifestyle as well, too, in regard to how I'm spending money and how I see things and buy things. It's not just like, oh, hey, I need, you know, soap. Let me just run up to Walgreens and go pick up a bar. Like, I like handcrafted soaps. So yes. I found shops around town that sell that stuff. And so when I go buy soap, yeah, I may, you know, spend 20 to 30 bucks at a time, but I'm buying like eight homemade handcrafted bars that smell good. And, you know, I would like to think they weren't, you know, in a serious mood that day that they were made. Yeah. Kind of thing, you know, that, that they were at least made with love or something on that side of the spectrum. Definitely. Yeah. yeah the, uh, I was going to say the most important ingredient yeah, the, the the love, but yeah, I've, I've you guys were just talking about you know how to get other people on it, and uh, just my handful of coworkers at the brewery, we have conversations about stuff. You know, they'll be like, "Oh, bro, did you hear about this from whatever TikTok news, blah, you know, mm-hmm. thing?" And I'm just kind of sitting there from you know the no agenda perspective or that outsider perspective and being more scrutiny going, Oh yeah. Okay. Ha ha ha. Kind of chuckle, chuckle. Mm-hmm. But on the idea of, you know, Hey, value for value, check out this cool technology. And it's one of those like, well, what are, uh, what am I as an individual putting out there in order to get it to come back? And it's very much of a karmic experience within it. Absolutely. But it is that, that initial someone has to give first. Yeah. Yeah, it's a dance and it can go on, you know, for many years and it can evolve or it can dry out or it could do, you know, change. It could do a lot of things. So, yeah. And uh, I've tried explaining it to like some uh, coworkers and stuff. We'll just be sitting around like sampling a beer in the office and like uh, Mm -hmm. something come up. Oh, do you see this podcast? Oh, yeah. You know, it's on the big um, uh, Swatify or whatever. I'm like, yeah, I don't really play with that. Have you listened to this one? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I'm trying to find them. Like, yeah, the, what I'm listening to has been on the big Swatify. Right. Yeah. yeah. It, it, the the uh, uh, not denying my personal experience first getting into podcasting. That's the number one app result that pops up in search. Okay, whatever. Yep. Uh, the brewery is out in the middle of the woods. It's a tin can. I get shitty cell phone reception. When I went to quote unquote download an episode, it was not a file on my device. 
it was always having to still stream in some way, shape, or form back. Yep. So I'm listening to a show and it's fucking cutting in and out. And I'm like, no, it is fucking gay. So one day, turn around, grab like Podcast Guru or something, and then kind of delved into this other world of apps. Yeah. Oh my God. Take it with you. Cool experiences. Like, uh, um, Per, my personal faith, podcast addict. You can micro control each individual show how you want that thing to be in your inventory. You never want that show to delete, but this one to cut out the auto delete after seven days, go for it. You got nuance. Yeah, that the podcast a great addict one. just has. Yeah, it's fun, but it just hasn't gotten the V for V side yet. So, yeah. You know, uh, with that, I do enjoy. Uh, I'm Android, so Podverse and Fountain are together too. For, there you go. The fun. Yeah, totally. There's a lot out there. Whoa. Yes. Oh, oh. Oh, there's that 420. There's that 420. Oh, wait, wait. It is. Okay, let me me hit this right quick. Hit it, hit it. Go, little burner pan. There you go. Healthy puff. Much love, Laren. It's great to talk to you, brother. Absolutely. Yeah, I love you, Laren. Congratulations, you guys. Thank you. So many smooth episodes. Y'all are just so candid. (laughs) <laughs> and you're so open and out on the air. That's what makes your show so much fun. Is well, y'all are like, hey, this is what's up in our life. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah. That, so, uh, the authenticity, man. That's what always has drawn me to this space in general. So appreciate yeah, it, man. Appreciate uh, appreciate so, you calling in and uh, always enjoy your voicemails, man. Absolutely, y'all. And uh, to everyone that is listening to this, I hope everyone has a wonderful and lovely day. Enjoy. Hell yeah. Peace. Very what a nice. guy. What a bowler. What a dude. Brewing that a beat of beer down there. Good times. Hell yeah. Always good to hear from Laren. Um, let's see. Let's wrap up this shit stain. I know it's gotten a little bit longer, but you know, it's show 300. And uh, there's, I think there's a lot of uh, energy right now that it's got to be addressed in a smart way too. So like, that's why I wanted to talk about a lot of this stuff in terms of Nasser, in terms of no building, in terms of what our mission is, re- kind of restating it because it's important. It's important to us. Why the hell would we talk about it week after week if it wasn't important to us? You know? And it's important to the bowlers too because we get feedback uh, indicating as such. Um, and so we just want to keep that compass strong because shit gets foggy and shit gets weird over time. Uh, but we want to be a compass out there that you can look at and see which way north is. Keep going the right way. Um, we don't know like everything. We're not perfect. We're not infallible, but what we do know, we will fucking share. Absolutely. And what if, you know, if I do know something, I'm going to let you know as well. Yeah. If you ask the question. And if we learn more later, we share that too. Like the uh, Zeus mobile node. That's right. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, so some upcoming stuff. I'm just going to skip all of the, uh, headlines this week. There wasn't really that th- anything interesting. It's just some kind of stuff that uh, made people mad. Although I did allude to this, so I'll just say uh, the crowdfunding app Semaphore at Semaphore.finance added lightning support. So uh, RIP lightning, lightning is dead. Oh. Semaphore adds lightning support to their platform. Great job. Uh, lightning is dead, though. Anyway, uh, some KC Bitcoiners meetups are coming up. Um, most... Pressing is the Coffee with Bitcoiners on Friday, which we're going to drag them off to. Yes. 7.30 a.m. in the crossroads at, uh, what do they call it, damn it? Take Care by Olio. That's it, yeah. Take Care by Olio. It's there in the crossroads on 18th Street. I hear there's a bottomless cup 
of Joe. Yeah, you can get a bottomless <laughs> uh, of some really fine small batch coffee. Oh, it's so Single good. Single origin, nice, uh, tasty shit. If you know what's good, then you'll also know that this is that, which is good. And uh, yeah. Let's and the Mothman, so come on. And you, you know, get a little booberry in your cup. What's better than that? <laughs> uh, best part of waking up, mind crime in your cup. That's right. Uh, I assume you got a little bit of a... Top 333. All right. Oh, you know it. The magic number 33 is always out there, always floating around. And this week, it quieted down quite a bit. Mm. But some uh, very unlucky 33-year-olds were out there making the headlines. Ah, mm. uh, yes. Yeah, this is where the magic aspect comes into it, I think. Retro. There's a man, aged 33, who died in a Brooklyn hit-and-run crash. Oh, shit. With an MTA bus, according to the NYPD. Well, she's dead. Now, it sounded so suspicious from that headline, I thought that the bus driver hit and ran. That's how I read that headline, yeah. that I just read out loud. That's how I understood it. Uh, but upon opening up the article and reading the whole thing, uh, there was a Mercedes-Benz that slammed into this MTA bus in Brooklyn after blowing a red light, getting struck by the bus, which had the right of way, and the bus struck the passenger side where our boy, the 33-year-old, was sitting, spent the, you know, sent the car spinning out of control onto the sidewalk, and dude gets thrown from the backseat window and lands on the asphalt. That's not a good way to land. Problem wow. is, his buddies, uh, I guess, knew they were in the wrong, or maybe were breaking more than one law at once, so they got out and hoofed it, Ugh. left him there to die. Uh, he was he died at the hospital. Friends like these. Mm-hmm. Yep. The bus also was vaulted onto the opposite sidewalk where it slammed into a city bike kiosk. So if that was your regular city bike kiosk, might be out of service for a while. Yikes. Maybe you should buy a bike instead. I don't know what would save you money in the long run, because I'm guessing that bike theft is up in the city, in a big city. That might be the allure of those rent-a-bikes. But you never know. Who knows? Then we had a woman who was celebrating her 33rd birthday in Indonesia at a uh, go-kart track. And she slammed into a barrier at full speed, causing her helmet to be thrown off. And uh, she was unconscious. But the problem was her long hair got caught up in the rear wheel of the go-kart. Oh, shit. And she was pronounced dead at the hospital. Oh, God. Yeah. That is a horrible... 33rd birthday. Well, she's dead. And I am grateful that we spent years in Uranus. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Uranus, Missouri, of course. Yeah. And finally, Business Insider came out with a poll, poll after poll, and it showed that 33% of young voters said they wouldn't want to be friends with someone who voted for a different presidential candidate. Cool, neat. The youngins, 33% of them will always be completely retarded. Yeah, well... Caught up in the red-blue paradigm that's not real at all. I, yeah, that's scary to have a friend that thinks different things than you. <laughs> I know, isn't that what makes friendship beautiful? Yeah, if I could just have clones and those are all my friends, then I wouldn't need anybody else. Just live in an echo chamber like they already do on the social media platforms that like are... learning, I don't like to be challenged, I don't like uh, people telling me that I'm wrong and then backing it up with proof. It's scary. Yeah. Me. 
too late for me. them on the challenges because they are mentally challenged to think that way. But you know, there's a, I think it's always been this way where 33% of the population is going to be a lost cause. Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, look at I the Revolutionary War. I think right? that's optimistic, even. It was like broken into thirds. Mm-hmm. Some were for the revolution, some were against it, and 33% just didn't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> just go along Charlie's. Yeah, they're like, hey, I'll just pretend uh, I'm on the side of whoever I'm around right now so that I don't get shot and killed, I guess. I mean, sometimes that's the move. Fair weather friends. <laughs> Depends, I guess, on the circumstances. Some, yeah, so it, some things aren't worth dying over. This is true, but... Ah, the uh, fairy tale of America is a beautiful one. I really enjoy it. No doubt. But I also enjoy going behind the curtain. Oh, yeah. That's what it's all about, baby. Yeah. Good news for Job Corps. Oh. The U.S. Department has upgraded its pot testing rules so that it will no longer penalize students for past use prior to enrolling into Job Corps. Oh, okay. They're it's, actually uh, thinking of the children. It's the definition of... It's a step in the right direction, after all. After all, it's a step in the right direction. It's a step in the right direction, after all. Well, when you're 18 and you graduate Job Corps, you can do whatever, but as long as you're in my house. Yeah, it sucks that that rule still applies, especially when... Uh, it can be medically prescribed. Mm-hmm. That's funny. <laughs> I've got a buddy that works at Job Corps. I'll have to ask him about that. Yeah. See if you got a memo about this. I'm sure there was an email. Oh, of course. Or a meeting that started with, I, uh, <laughs> this could have been an email. Yeah. Yeah. But I, you know, I get very frustrated when young adults and teenagers, children, have their lives totally thrown away because of weed. You know, you got caught holding some weed and now yeah. you have a criminal record forever. Yep. And you were a child. Like, ugh, that's so horrible. That's what got me in the train in the first place, man, is just seeing uh, friends of mine that were minors who had their whole lives destroyed, their whole futures yanked away from them over the shit. It's kind of also one of my biggest beefs with the whole legalization thing is that, like, Miners are like even in more deep shit now. Yeah. Than before. Yeah. It's more of like a... the ones that got left out. Like they always say, think of the children and yet, uh, you know, punish the children. Yeah. There's a 33, 333. Just hit Woo! the pins that you heard from, uh, Eric PP. Thanks, Eric PP. Congrats on show 300. He says, thank you, sir. Appreciate you. Yeah. Appreciate you. Boosting in, uh, from, let me get the hover over here. Podcast index. Nice. Direct from the source. Look at that. Cheers. Appreciate you, brother. We have another DEA agent on trial for taking bribes, this time from the mafia. Oh, my God. His name is Joseph Bongiovanni, though. So, come on. Doesn't sound You didn't modish. think that he would uh, be involved at all. These mafia characters that he was tasked with watching... And whatnot were his childhood friends. Uh Joey Boombots. Yeah, down on the block. Come on, where's your allegiance gonna lie? Down at the docks with some alphabet soup agency or your friends. Ugh, what a horrible job working for the government. One of these alphabet yeah, soup. I guess things. If I mean you had that's to pick the mistake between the mob and uh, the DEA. I'd I'd say the mob is probably the way to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If we're picking lesser of two evils here, well... You know. Right, the lesser of two evils, yeah, of course. And uh, 
you know, more freedom oriented and fuck the man. The devil you know. Yeah. So what he would do is open bogus case files on each of the uh, boys that he or women. I don't know. Whoever sure. he was tasked with watching or uh, keeping tabs on, of course, you know. Sure. But by opening these bogus case files, he would get a notification anytime another agency would look into them because it's his case. Yeah. So then he could send out the red alert, you know. Yeah. A little red alert. To the, his friends and say, oh, well, hey, hey, cool it. Not a good time right now. Yeah. You know? You get the heat coming down. The heat's coming down. That's right. The Lay heat low. is on. Go to Kansas City for a week. Cool off. And so, uh, I don't know. They have, they're pointing to his prior drug use. Oh, God. No. Uh, no. As, oh, the, you know, his background check didn't even turn this up. How did he get here in the, in the DEA? Can't believe it. Um, And, yeah, I don't know. I think there's a level of corruption it takes to even work there. Yeah, it sounds right. If you're asking me. Yeah. Uh, but there have been 16 DEA agents brought up on federal charges since 2015. So this is just the latest. And uh, he retired in 2019 uh, right after he was alerted that other feds were on to him. Oh, and Jesus. he wiped his cell phone records, which is a pretty big tip off that you got something to hide, I mm -hmm. suppose. And, you know, they can see all that and they can recover all that. So, <laughs> whoops. Uh, but he is denying all charges. And he's going to fight it all the way to the top. Uh, now, the weed comes into this because one of the witnesses that will take the stand against him is a teacher of 30 years who admitted to running a marijuana grow up oh, while no. receiving confidential information from this man. Oh, no. And... For shame. Right. But also, the first red flag was teacher. <laughs> Just my opinion. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, we could all learn something. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, protect you that whole time. And then you snitch. Yikes. And you testify against a person. Yikes. How dare ye. It just grosses me out. So the whole thing. Grateful. Not very grateful. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Uh, it sounds like someone that could be sleeping with the fishes, mm, you know? Yeah. You're messing with the mob and the DEA. You're the, right in the middle of that. You can't, F that. You can't cross Joey Boombots. No. He's got lots of friends. He's uh. got friends in low places and high places. I'm sure there's some people at the DEA still that are rooting for him. Uh, you gotta wonder. Definitely. I don't know, but I, not a position I want to be in. No doubt. That's for sure. Alphabet soup? No thank you. Hard pass. Now, in New York, the state, or the city, more so, has been trying to crack down on these unlicensed weed shops. You know, it's New York, so they're all over the place. New York life. And uh, they have slammed... And New York! I've always got that right and ready for you. Oh, I know. <laughs> but it's perfect timing. You know, it's always the right time, yeah. I think, for that clip. Because <laughs> we're in New York, man. Yeah. Drink a little cranberry vodka and trying to fight all those unlicensed weed shops. Just living the American dreams out there. Give me a drink and give me some champagne. You got it. <laughs> little vodka cranberry again. Little vodka cranberry up the ass. Up the ass. Yeah. Well, that's how these uh, shops are. They're up the ass of New York City officials, like the uh, Office of Cannabis Management. You know, they can't stand them. 
Yeah. They think everyone should follow the rules, pay the troll toll to get the license, do the paperwork. And only certain people can get these licenses, yeah. of course, because there's a lottery system. And it's been a very slow roll for New York State, man. It's, they're not embracing the uh, in New York lifestyle at all, if mm. you ask me. No. Uh, I don't know. But these <laughs> shops have been slammed with more than $25 million in fines. From the uh, tax department and the office of cannabis management. You want to know how much those departments in the office have collected in the fines so far? How much? (laughs) (laughs) $22,500. We're not even scratching the surface. Nice. So are these shops really being punished or are they just taking the troll toll fine and throwing it away? Getting lost in the mail or something. How can you enforce it when there's so many of them and more and more popping up every day? Yeah. Well, fuck them. I like it. I am enjoying this. New York City. Respect. Yeah. The, and for fun fact that that collection has come from the Office of Cannabis Management, the Department of Taxation has collected zero dollars in fines so far. Nice. Great job, guys. You're doing terrific. Mm-hmm. It's about how much you deserve, actually. Now, out in C-Dub's neck of the woods in Nevada, the first pot lounge has opened. We All talked right. about them getting their license a couple bowls ago. Uh, now... You can go be a part of it. Woo! I like that. Mm-hmm. I believe the establishment is known as Smoke and Mirrors. Ooh, good the name. F- <laughs> yeah. I like that. The first of 19 conditionally approved lounges in Nevada. Uh, and this, of course, is this one is located near the Las Vegas Strip. Mm. Good place. Yeah, that's where you'd put it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I love the idea of a... Uh, a consumption lounge, as oh, they're calling yeah. it, or a place where you can go smoke weed. Yeah, that's the whole idea of bowl after bowl, really. Yeah, a bowling alley where you can smoke pot. I just made the podcast to s- save the name, you know, to like claim ownership of the name, but really, like, I want to do a bowling alley where you can smoke weed. Yeah, and so as long as you keep contributing value, we'll keep building up until we get that bowling yeah, alley. That's, that's the long, long-term dream. That's the, we'll uh, build from there, because it'll be a value-for-value value concert venue. That's the only exit strategy worth executing. And, yeah. you know, it'll have a podcast studio, so it won't even be an exit. Like, right. Yeah. We'll keep it going. Exactly. Just build. Mm-hmm. We have the foundation. We just keep building and building. Yeah, we'll have, like, growing some ambient sound from the lanes uh, while we're doing oh. the whole show. That'd be fucking sick. Yeah. And, like, the graphic when you hit a strike is lightning yeah, bolts. the boostable disco ball will be out there where all the actual bowlers can see it. Oh, my God. You know how at bowling alleys sometimes they'll say... If you, you know, hit a certain amount of strikes, you get a cash reward or whatever. Yeah. It's like competitive. Yeah. Not, I'm not saying um, league nights. Just, you just, know, yeah, hey, you yeah. get, if you roll a 300 game, you're going to get 100 bucks a night. Well, we'll give you sats. There you go. <laughs> oh. Fucking based. Yep. The dream. Just keep dreaming. Dreaming more. You know, think it, dream it, do it. There you go. In South Dakota, lawmakers are doing it because they sent Governor Kristi Noem another bill, which I bet she'll sign. And this one would add medical patients, and that's medical pot patients, of course, to the state's prescription drug monitoring program. Ooh. Right where you want to be. Definitely. you're already in a database as a medical patient. You got to get that license. You got to pay a fee for it every year. You got to get the doctor to sign off. I'm sure that's at least three different databases involved. Why not add you to another? Yeah, makes nothing but sense. You know what's crazy? She had just signed that bill that allows employers to fire people 
just for using medical weed, you know, with a prescription. Mm-hmm. You ever seen a bill get passed that says, hey, your employers can fire you if you're in a safety sensitive position because you're on SSRIs and that could get ugly. That could be dangerous. Never seen you it. Know? Or, hey, you take painkillers. Maybe you shouldn't be operating this machinery. No, you don't hear about bills getting passed that allow people to legally discriminate against people who are taking medicine for something. It's pretty wild, right? <sighs> it's sick. And at the end of the day, it's just a weed. That's the worst part about this. There should just be no involvement from government entities with a plant at all. The plant. Why do you care what I grow? Why do you care what I eat or consume? If it's, you know, if I'm not having accidents in the workplace, you can piss right off. Oh, well, I bet she'll sign it. In Virginia, lawmakers sent Governor Glenn Youngkin a bill to uh, protect the public sector workers from being fired for medical pot use. Mm. You know, the equal opposite the in the public sector. Yeah. yeah. This is, of course, like firefighters and teachers. It's all love teachers. The real heroes. Just, <laughs> I know I... I put a little red flag on the teachers earlier. I'm, st- you know, I'm still looking at you with a little bit of a skeptical eye, but it's all love. It's all love. <laughs> uh, and so imagine that a bill to protect them. Your job is safe. What a concept. You are using this medically and uh, probably not on the clock, so you're good. Should kind of go without saying, right? Isn't that crazy? Got to <sighs> pass a bill to make sure. I know. I thought that this kind of stuff was covered by. Uh, Groups like OSHA and whatever. But, of course, weed is federally illegal. Like, mm-hmm. very illegal. Sitting at Schedule 1 still. Yep. So, uh, that's why they get to play these games. And write more and more legislation. It's beautiful. And one final story for the Lance tonight comes from Germany, where the lower house of parliament, the Bundestag, has voted to legalize limited pot possession and allow cannabis clubs it's the boonana. Yeah, it basically is. I don't speak German. Someone out there does. I'm sure there's many a bowler who speak German. <clears throat> yeah. So this legalizes possession for adults. And guess how they define adults in Germany? Uh, 18 plus. Oh, I thought it was like if you could chug two beers and still walk straight or something. Maybe you can uh, drink beer at 18 in Germany. I think it's younger. But well, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know either. I'm just talking uh, to my ass. And you can legally possess up to an ounce, which, of course, allows for, you know, criminal penalties for anything more than that. So they still get to play their little game and make money off of you and maybe lock you up. You can home grow up to three plants starting April 1st. All of this. Oh, it's so don't be, be big... walking around with an ounce of weed right now in Germany and get caught. You know, it's going to be a big prank. They're just going to rug pull everybody. April Fool's. It's not legal. I would hate that. 16, by the way, drinking age in Germany. Wow. That's the drinking age without adult supervision. So if your dad says it's cool, there is no drinking age. Nice. Nice. So these cannabis clubs will open starting in July. Looks like July 1st, but you know how deadlines are with governments and such. Uh, And the way they work is they can have a maximum of 500 members and the club will grow their weed for personal consumption. So you just sign up for this club and pay the membership fee and then you get your weed. Pretty cool. Sounds interesting. Now, the government has written into this law that uh, advertising is banned. Sponsorships from, you know, pot clubs and stuff, banned. Can't advertise weed. 
Yeah. I'm sure they advertise booze, but you can't advertise weed no, over there. it's fucking dangerous. And the next step here is that Parliament's upper house, which represents Germany's 16 state governments, um, they can't stop this legalization from rolling out. They can maybe delay it a bit. Um, they have to, uh, I don't know. It doesn't even formally require their approval. So I think that this is good to go. April 1st. Unless they somehow find a way to delay, delay, delay. Because, you know, that dangerous weed is out there. Gotta look out for that dangerous pot. It's scary. I'm scared right <laughs> now just hearing about it, actually. Uh, well, that's all I got behind the curtain tonight. Well, Short and you. sweet. Thank like you for me. your updates. Uh, we go now, of course, to an update from The Rev, who uh, we had a great time with this week. And I will uh, silence the voice calls for this for this wonderful segment thanks again by the way to make heroism for the lovely gif video you're about to see presented alongside of the metal moment this week let's see what the rev has for us In the bowl and in the morning. This here is Sir Reverend Cybertrucker and Kenny and Grogu with this week's Metal Moment. For Bowl After Bowl's 300th episode, I decided I wanted to try to find music from the movie 300. But Rev, there isn't any heavy metal music from the movie 300, right? Technically, yes. But Reverend Cybertrucker always finds a way. Released in 2018, this is YouTuber Gotti with Returns a King, epic metal version. This is Sparta! Yeah. Hell yeah. That was great. The Rev always finds a way, that's for sure. We've seen it proven time and time again. Well, we appreciate you so much, Rev. Yeah, I love you, Rev. Always love uh, when you have the chance to swing by. And, uh, yeah, 
bringing the 300. I love that. I love the 300 theme. I was thinking about, I had like these ideas of bringing a bunch of new ISOs this week, you know, cause it's like, Oh, I got to do something special. And we're doing special stuff with the Collins, but, uh, God damn. I'm just so bad at, uh, sitting down and carving it out and being like, all right, this is the time where I got to do that thing. Because by then I've thought of four other things I got to do. Yeah, I was going to say you were building a curtain mm-hmm. over literal, another curtain. I mean, in yeah, the bowl. The, the bowl loves the curtains for sure. So now we're behind one, in front of one, to the side of one. You can't have too many curtains. Just like you can't have too many metal moments. That's right. We appreciate you very much, Rev. The Rev always delivers. And hey, if you boost during the metal moment, those sats will go 99% to the Rev for all the value he's contributed to us, and 1% will stay in the bowl so that we can give you a producer credit <laughs> That's right. for this episode. You can also follow along with the Rev's shenanigans at Sir Rev Cybertrucker at RevCybertrucker.com over on Mastodon. I got to get with the Rev and uh, see if we can get a uh, some simple overlay to add for the song that he'll bring, you know? Ooh, yeah. Maybe if I I can just even throw one together if he gives me the name of it. It can start simple, you know, just a now playing screen grab or something, but we'll look to spice that thing up. Yeah. But uh, Make Heroism's got it looking sharp as oh, shit, man. It's beautiful. I love that overlay. Mm-hmm. And you can also find the song in the show notes if you want to revisit it later. Yeah, that's right. Uh, speaking of revisiting things, we're going to revisit some voicemails uh, and then open up the phone lines once again and do the lanes. Uh, and that'll be tonight. It's been a extra packed one here. But uh, we're still going to kind of look at the voicemails. Usually what we do at this time is we play a little game called... The first time I ever... We change the topic each week. First time you ever did a thing. Uh, this week, of course, we've been talking to you directly, bowlers. Having a great time all night, hearing your stories, saying what's up, sharing love. Uh, we did have some voicemails, though, to get through, and we had some text line stuff, including a make good for an old F-tie. Uh, first time I ever had stitches. Oh, wait, this one I'm reading, It's we read that one. It's Roma's first stitches. Uh, but he says, the coins add crunch. Ah, yes, Fills my heart that you like them. <laughs> Referring to our pine knockers. Yes, the pine knocker love fills his heart, and the coins added crunch for that alligator on the lanes last week. That's right, the coins added crunch. Oh, the pine uh, knockers are beautiful. We rub them for good luck every day, and they are prominently displayed in the bowl. It's tough to see them with this uh, leash I have on my camera right now, but we'll work them into the one of the views that we're going to set up for this new video extravaganza as it expands out, so... Yeah, by the time the video is on an RSS feed, it'll be all worked out. <laughs> yeah, we'll figure all this shit out. We had to have some trial parts to get everything in line. Uh, but we did have some callers calling in. Let's see what the bowlers have to say, huh? All right. Smells like weed, man. No, that's just BostonBowl.com. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> oh my God, I fucking love it. Fucking saved. That's tasty. That's going to be on the... Uh, the ISO board. Hell yeah. Immediamente. Let me hear it one more time. Smells like weed, man. No, that's just BostonBull.com. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, I smelled it just now. It smells like BullAfterBull.com in here. Uh, here's the next one. 
Hey, bowlers. This is Midas. Congratulations on 300. Fantastic episode. Oh. Here's the 300 more, you know, if that's what you decide you want to do. <laughs> uh, yeah, have a good one. Much love, Midas. Thanks, did Midas. Here live earlier, Colin. Appreciate you, Midas. That's right. We probably will do 300 more. At least. We'll get them. We'll get them uh, prepared and put out there for you. Uh, anybody, though, who says uh, 300 fantastic episodes might have missed some of them. <laughs> I used to do this all by myself. <laughs> In the very, very, very beginning. beginning. Yeah, that was a mistake. I was a guest. I wasn't even a bud. Just a guest. Yeah, it was before we had buds. We just had guests. Weird. Yeah, we've been, we've come so far since 2014. <laughs> yeah, especially the audio quality. It's funny, the 10-year thing, because it's like there's an illusion of a gap in there. Five dead years. Mm. Five dead years. Five live years, though. So we've been alive more than dead now. We've crossed a certain threshold. Yeah. Like this, if you look at it that way. Been alive more than dead. That's a good thing, I guess. <laughs> You know, people, yeah. people said we we would be more dead than alive, but we've been more alive than dead now. We really turned things around in the bowl. Could have done without you, bowlers. It's true. Could have done it without this next caller, that's for sure. Oh, my God. It's uh, it's episode 300. Congratulations, Ayo. guys. Thank you. Oh, Man, thanks. this is just your friendly neighborhood, Zoom. Yeah, Zoom. Uh, also known as Sir A1 Sauce, just popping in for a quick toke and uh, just... Uh, I'm going to hang out in the bowl with you for a little bit because, you know, hitting 300 is no small feat. And it just kind of reminds me of all the good times that we've all had together just listening to you talk about what's going on in the news with 33s everywhere in the air. <laughs> you know, a little bit of insightful knowledge about Bitcoin and shitcoins and crypto wallets and Meeting new people that are part of the community, and it's just a it's a good time, you know. It's like everything comes together, and then things change, and here we are. Like no agenda broke up, and then it's like now we've reassembled and come to something new, and it's just kind of just reminds you. It's kind of like the Doobie Brothers, you know what I mean? Where it's like they broke apart, and you're like, oh man, I can't believe it. The Doobie Brothers broke apart. <laughs> And then they got back together, yeah. and you're like, yeah, man. Hell yeah, It's just man. so good to see that you guys are persisting in the face of resistance and uh, sticking your fingers up into the man and saying, you know what? I just don't give a shit. <laughs> That's all right. Here's the 300 more episodes and having another perfect bowl. Cheers, ladies and gents. Cheers. Cheers. Zunaruni. Hell yeah. I'll drink to that. The man, the myth... The shout-out legend. Yeah, that's right. He's got some Oh, shit. and uh, one other thing. Oh, oh, oh look at that. Sneaky. Sure, and Dame DeLorean. Yes. Hat tip to you all, of course. And uh, it's just been, uh, again, a real pleasure. And uh, all the uh, teams and knights out there that are part of the community and just everybody else that listens, just want to send a big shout-out to shout-out, shout-out <laughs> to everybody out there. Hell yeah. So, uh I've kind of taken a back seat, but you know what? I still listen to you all, so. Oh, well, thanks, uh, man. Send my love your way, and uh, let's fight to see another day. Hell yes. All right. Take it home for us, guys. So. Shout out. Shout out. Yeah, there you yeah. go. A little shout out action. <laughs> Zune, uh, what are you doing on Saturday? 
should come to the Green Lady Lounge. There's a Casey Mc uh, No Agenda meetup. <laughs> yeah, bull after schemes meetup. I'm really <laughs> dog shit at uh, reminding you in time, and I'm sorry about that. Also, I owe everybody an apology because last week I kind of was like, oh, a good idea for me would be to send an email to every bud we've ever had, you know? And uh, that didn't go down. So if you didn't get that email, it's not because of fucking... Don't check your spam box. Forgot or I... Well, it is because I forgot. <laughs> but not you. I didn't leave you off of some kind right. of list. Nobody got an email because I'm an idiot and forgot every, Like I forgot to do that. But I'm still revisiting that idea because I would like to just reach out and see who's down for another round of yeah. bowls of buds. So if you've been a bud and you're interested in coming back, I'm going to be scheduling like crazy. Get a bunch of buds back in here. Uh, anyway, thank you for the call. Good to hear from you, Zoom. Yeah, definitely. A one sauce. Love it. Next caller. You love you too. You. What's up, Bolaruskis? Oh, bowling. You know, it's, uh, it's your guy Pfeiffer. It's your bud Pfeiffer. That's yeah, right. right. I'm in to wish you a happy 300th episode of Bowl After Bowl, and uh, 300 more. Maybe 366 more. Who knows? There you go. It'd be great. Anyway, um, favorite bowl memories. All of them. <laughs> In the bowl. In the bowl. In the bowl, Pfeiffer. Pfeiffer gets a... It is on, folks. Whoops. That's what I wanted. This is what I wanted. Missouri Smash! A Missouri Smash. From our Missouri Smash, bro. That's right. Pfeiffer. <laughs> Cheers, Pfeiffer. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you. Appreciate this... Uh, New caller. He's been recording copy for us, which is fucking fantastic. Salutations and congratulations. <laughs> Episode 300, man. We made Not it. This is the first time ever, but I was actually trying to think of like when I might have started listening to you guys, and then like mm. kind of kept it up on the regular. Or kept it, so it's like been every single time. And it, it might have been... Maybe when you guys were on Hog Story, like shortly after when you guys were on Hog Story. Mm. So, been a couple of years, I guess. But, yeah. But I used to even only listen to, like, Hog Story just, like, on occasion, and then it was just kind of, like, became a thing, and listened to it all the time, and then and then probably same with you guys, and then it's like, ah, oh, no, no, this 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 has got to be part of the rotation. And uh, just got home from out of town, so there we go. There you go. A little uh, hurricane high gravity. Salutations. <laughs> cheers, cheers. So, yeah, nothing special, just cheap. But uh, it's the job done, though. Very cool. Well done, Sir Spencer and Dame DeLorean. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Thank you, Christopher. I thought about like, counting really fast to like all the <laughs> way to three hundred, but I tried it a time or two last weekend. It was just like, no, nah, this takes. Too long, even if you go like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. Mm. You know, I got up to like a hundred or something. I'm like, nah, <laughs> too much. <laughs> so, let's kind of do that, and then yada yada yada, three hundred. So, but cheers to every single one of them. Hell yeah, thank you, sir. Even the ones I never heard. You know, and there, there's yeah. all those things they got. They got you guys here. That's true. That's true. So, in the bow. I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. Maybe I'll call in live, but I think you're probably technically live right now. We are live but, right uh, now. Because I heard the stream real quick, but anyhow, got to get home and get um, get some unpacking done and, and uh, 
get re- get ready for tomorrow. Hell yeah. What not? So, anyhow. All right. Well, love you guys. Stay dangerous. And whether or not the 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 phone case breaks it up or you you hear it kind of sort of for three hundred. Come on, give a good old kick Kakao. Hell yeah. The hardiest of kakaos. Thank you, Christopher Battles. A good man, Christopher Battles. And a um, great bowler. I do have one more V-mail, and then I will open the phone back up. Uh, for those still interested. But uh, this will round us out. Hey, guys. Hey, this hey. This is... Uh, Chunta. Excuse me. God bless you. <laughs> this is Chunta, and Chunta. I wanted to comment on the fact that 300 divided yes. by 52, mm-hmm. as in weeks of the year, as in the frequency of your podcast, nets just under six years, mm. which means that you're coming up on the average length of a marriage in the United States, which Ooh. means that you guys are just about as committed to this podcast thing as most people are to their spouse. <laughs> you know what? I know you guys are more committed to each other even than that. Aww, yeah. Unbelievable. Congratulations. <laughs> Keep going. Well, thank you. <laughs> bless you. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Job bless you, Tunda. <laughs> the motherfucker don't fact check me, he says. <laughs> um, man, that's true. That's true. We got away with it a little bit sooner because of some of the bowls with buds. Some weeks there's two. So I think that... Uh, I was looking at, no, I don't, I wanted to sit down and do numbers too, like timelines and stuff, you know, how long was the hiatus, how long was the first run, all of that thing, revisit some shit, but you can't get all too caught up in the nostalgia, it's like uh, every time the first hundred episodes of No Agenda comes up, they're always like, oh my god, no, (laughs) don't do it, don't go back. Yeah, don't bother, just tune in next bowl. Don't go back, we only go forward around here. That's right. But, you know, they're there for historical purposes, I guess. You're right uh, when you said that it's like where you come from, you know? There's a little piece of that. Just don't get over like, it's like, it's like looking at an old high school journal, you know? And you're like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. Cringe. Remember this kid I used to be? I'm a different kid now. Yeah, but I remember. Uh, texter red hearted us. Red heart to you, texter in the chat, in the text line. Yes, heart you. Hurt you very much. Me hurt you a long time. So the uh, phones are open as we wander off, and uh, together we can say, ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bowling. Oh, yeah, that's what we came here to do, isn't it? <laughs> this is bowl after bowl after all. Let's that's go bowling. True. This is a bowling podcast. First Wait a minute. Foremost. We got to pick a first time I ever for next week. Oh, you're right. Goofus. I tried to get out of it. Uh-huh. First time I ever went through withdrawal. Withdrawal. First time I ever had caffeine. First time I ever had coffee. First time I ever backed up a trailer. First time I ever rode... Oh, we did rode a motorbike. Mm-hmm. First time I ever gave up something for Lent. First time I ever rode a mechanical bull. First time I ever experienced no one ever loving me. <laughs> First <laughs> Can we please just do that yeah, one okay, because you yeah, laughed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You did a good read of it. You want it. We've been putting it off. Yes. For long enough. First time I ever experienced no one ever loving me. <laughs> I was the bell at the ball, but then no one loved me. 
<laughs> got it. Oh yeah. First I'll time I ever the topic pole later. dance, dude. There's a fun one. Ooh, yeah, that is a fun one. You got a good story there. Yeah. I got some stories. Oh, you're full of them. Uh, <laughs> Chock full of stories. Full of something. I'm full of the urge to bowling, man. Yeah. Fuck it, dude. Let's go bowling. <laughs> so nice we bowled it twice. It's well, only fitting. Uh, hold your ball, right? Like, we got to powder the hands, lace up our shoes. Oh, I want okay. you to, like, hear me out on this story before uh, the ball goes rolling down the lane. All right. All right. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm buckled in. I was a little weirded out because the story kept popping up in front of me, and I just kept ignoring it week after week, bowl after bowl. This was about a, uh, an owl in New York mm-hmm. named Flacco. I've seen this everywhere, man. I saw it while I was and waiting to get my car fixed. The owl was a beloved mm-hmm. member of Central Park Zoo, and then he escaped his enclosure, as an animal should try and do. Yeah. And uh, people were looking for him, and uh, how the hell are you going to find an owl? I don't know. That was the first story. Oh, beloved owl escapes enclosure. I would, uh, I'm not sure what the date is on that. I didn't take copious notes tonight, but they Always found forgiven. the owl. and. What? They brought the owl back to the enclosure, and so there was a whole celebration. Sure. Uh, and it was great. I'm thinking, well, that's fantastic. I don't know how you know it's the same owl, but that's cool. You know, maybe it's owl. a certain species. They checked. You can tell it's the same owl because the way that it is. Yeah. You know, maybe he has a bracelet on his claw. Don't know. Uh, but then, of all days, February 24th, Twin Peaks Day. The third and final installment of this owl saga came out. And hold your ball again, right? Because Flacco was found dead on the sidewalk. And we know the owls are not what they seem. Right. Following, you know, on Twin Peaks Day of all days, right? That quote comes to your mind if you've uh, consumed Twin Peaks, the original series. Ugh. So I was like, well, okay, that's that this is a red flag. This owl's been in the news for too long. And now he's dead on Twin Peaks Day. What does it mean? We'll make heroism figured it out right quick. <gasps> David Lynch opened a nightclub in New York City. Club Silencio. That's right. I think it was a twisted ad. Damn. I think it was a twisted ad because Club Silencio is a twisted club, you know? It was uh, the club in Mulholland Drive, mm-hmm. and he opened one 10 years ago in Paris. Now it's come to New York. Wow. You know, just like an elite members-only club. Rolling it out as only David Lynch could. Yes. Crazy. Really long and twisted narrative. But do you see that on the mainstream news? No. But you've been seeing that owl everywhere, eh? You had to, uh, you had to go somewhere, and you said that there were like news stories on repeat. They, they do this at NBC's gas stations thing, and stuff yeah. everywhere, and that the owl story was one the, of them. The waiting room for the mechanic. They had NBC's news loop on. Just weird how they present it because it like loops every ten or twenty minutes or something. So if you're in a waiting room, you hear all the stories, but if you're waiting longer than twenty minutes, you hear them all fucking four times. Horrible. Yeah. Mind numbing, brainwashing. Mm-hmm. What was your takeaway? Uh, an owl died. Some guy set himself on fire. Um, oh, what gosh. Else they Lots about? of. I was just asking about the owl. Oh, I didn't know. Definitely. If- yeah. Yeah. That's a very Lynchian move promo. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Sacrifices have been made. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I celebrated Twin Peaks Day the same way I celebrate every day, which is with a cup of uh, coffee black as midnight on a moonless night. <laughs> nice. Anyway. Scientists have found a potential universal anti-venom to treat snake bites. Okay. Yes, this is interesting. Scripps Research Institute led this, if you know anything about them. Uh, They screened billions of human antibodies and identified a protein known as the three-finger toxins, 3-FTX, that interacts with another protein that's found in the venom of all elipid snakes, or the snakes that have permanently erect fangs in the front of their mouth, which there are 300 total, coincidentally, on our 300th episode, uh, some of which are the king cobra and the black mamba. Yeah. Yeah, the scary mofos out there slithering around. And so they used this protein, the uh, three... uh, the three finger toxins, right? They gave it to these mice and then they uh, gave the mice some snake venom. Mm. Little wait and see action. Well, the protein protected the mice against the snake venom. Wow. And the mice are able to survive. So they are, uh, you know, able to reverse those snake bites now with like a one size fits all potentially. Wow. Kick ass. Look at that. Yeah, I'm sure that you won't be able to just get it over the counter, though, and have Mm -hmm. it on hand just in case. But we'll find out. These things take time. Yeah, not FDA approved, uh, not patented by Big Pharma yet. (laughs) Uh, But you have the scientific knowledge. Maybe you you can create it yourself in your own laboratory. Make the (laughs) protein. Yes. Run your own protein lab. (laughs) Who do I trust? Me. (laughs) Sovereign sovereign anti-venom injections. That's right. Uh, the Florida man games went down this week. Oh, fuck. That was another thing they kept showing. Yeah. Oh, heavy rotation for Florida man games. It was the fun story and they psychologically trick you into forgetting the fun story, but they did play that in every loop on the NBC thing. It looked fucking fantastic. It It looked great. It was the only time I smiled the whole time I was waiting for my stupid car to get done. Yeah. I'm just wondering when are the Florida women games? Coming soon, I bet. I, there is definitely an audience for that. Because mm-hmm. it looked like a bunch of people turned out for the Florida man games. Oh, there was a lot. Yeah. Florida woman is crazy, too. Do not underestimate her powers. True. So, I saw that uh, one of the events had contenders, like, dueling in muddy water in an inflatable pool. And then they were, like, pummeling each other <laughs> with weapons made from <laughs> duct tape and pool noodles. Uh, And then there was a a theft simulation relay in which the competitors had to race while toting a pair of bicycles, copper pipes, and catalytic converters. (laughs) (laughs) Incredible. You know, we got some brawling, some drinking, gunfire, reptile wrangling, and uh, evading the police and wrestling over beer or some of those competitions. But they won't end up in jail at the end of it. They showed the one where you're like running from the cops. It's like yeah. this relay obstacle course and you start in the back of the cop car like you're, you know, you're sat back there, you're under arrest. And then they say go and you've got to get away from the cops and then just like jump fences and go through all these different obstacles. <laughs> and Hell then the yeah. cops are like, 
the comps just like make this half-assed attempt to be like, "Ooh, get back here!" But you can tell they're just not even into it. They're just like they agreed to do this thing for somehow I don't know what, probably charity <laughs> or some fucking yeah. reason, you know. Shit, get paid to play games. It's very Come funny, on. dude. That was the funniest thing. Just seeing them run out of the cruiser and these cops are like, eh, fuck it. They're like, kind of like, oh no, come back, like Willy Wonka style. Yeah. They had a quote from one of the Florida men who uh, won the barbecue eating competition. <laughs> nice. One of these tamer competitions and quite delicious looking. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he like wolfed down that food and then chugged a beer in true Florida man fashion. And he said, they're calling these events. I'm calling this a fucking Tuesday afternoon. <laughs> I was like, that's right, it is Tuesday, Florida man. Fuck yeah, Tuesday representing at the Florida Man Games. <laughs> oh, what a Florida flex. That's what we appreciate about you. God bless you, Florida man. Yeah, they understand the lanes. Spectator tickets were $45 hairs. That's USD, man. Yep. $45 hairs to watch the Florida Man Games. Uh, and then <laughs> one of the guys that put it together said... Of course, with Florida man, there's typically drugs and nudity involved, but the city frowned on it when I asked for drugs and nudity. Oh, come on. You gotta have drugs and nudity. Didn't quite get those permits yet. Maybe next time. Hey, come to the bowl. We got drugs and nudity. I'm telling you, if you put together the Florida woman games, Mm. the city might be more into the idea of nudity, and then the drugs just come along with that. (laughs) The drugs are just around, you know? The drugs are everywhere. Just ask a guy. Exactly, yeah. I'm sure they were at the games. <laughs> Fueling the competitions. <laughs> uh, juiced oh up. Oh my god. In Illinois, there was an orchard that likes to take in foster cats. Because, you know, hey, they got a giant orchard. Plenty of room for cats to wander around and be cats. In the great outdoors. Protecting the apples from birds and other pests. Mm. And one of these cats was named Baby Boo. Now, all of the cats have to be microchipped. It's just part of the fostering program. But back in 2022, Baby Boo went missing from the orchard. And they put up flyers and everything. They thought maybe the cat had jumped into someone's stroller, jumped into the car, and someone just took him home. Because why not? It's our cat now. You know, you were just a humble farm cat, but now you will be spoiled and forget all of your primitive cat-like abilities like hunting mice and stuff because we will just give you food you don't have to earn it around here just put it on a plate in front of you every morning and you will be a fat cat (laughs) but anyway the humane society called up the orchard just the other day and said that baby boo had been found and so he's back on the orchard (laughs) whether he likes it or not the apples called to his soul yeah they uh Asked, you know, what had happened, but the Humane Society didn't give them any detail. I wonder if uh, the orchard life couldn't be tamed out of Baby Boo, you know? Maybe he just kept slinking out the back door, wanting to run around outside to someone that might have taken him home. It was too much to handle. Curtain ripper. Mm-hmm. Dish breaker. Can't have it. The usual cat it. suspect. Ugh. These cats. I don't know. I just never hear good experience about people who take in a cat that they meet outside. You know, if you go adopt a cat that was in captivity, I think they might be a little bit more grateful for, okay, I'm not trapped in a glass cage anymore, having people peer at me day in, day out. But you take them away from the orchard and all these acres of land with wild animals they can hunt and stuff. Mm, I don't know. They might not appreciate that. But I'm not a cat. I'm just guessing. 
I don't even have a cat. <laughs> but I do appreciate my neighborhood cats, that's for sure. Keeping the mice population down. Yeah, they can uh, live outside. Exactly, where They're they belong. They're good at it. They're great. They're thriving. There's more and more all the time. They have more interesting time out there, yeah. Yeah. Laying around your place. Yeah, and sneaking into the sewers. Now, some big news out of China. China has signed a cooperative agreement with the San Diego Zoo to send the giant pandas back to the United States. Bring back the pandas. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. I saw the giant pandas at the National Zoo in Washington, D.C., but... This is before I met New You. Mm-hmm. This was probably 20 years ago. Yeah, I saw them ages ago, too. Where did you see them? D.C.? I can't remember. That might have been. I feel I can't like remember 100%. they don't have that many... I don't know if they're sister zoos or what, but these zoos that they cooperate with on yeah. this political field of whatever's going on. <laughs> uh, San Diego and D.C. for sure, but... They haven't given the green light to send the giant pandas to D.C. yet. That's still up in the air with discussions. So, uh, but yeah, I guess that with San Diego, they have a 30-year partnership that has been focused on protecting and recovering the giant pandas. Those silly, billy, dumb bastards. Big, fat, lazy (laughs) slobs that they are. Oh, my God. The one that sneezes and wakes the other one up. (laughs) Such a cute video. Fucking one of the greatest. (laughs) Yeah, they're so damn cute. They are. And so huge. They're just too lazy for their own survival. They're so lazy they don't want to fuck. Incredible. <laughs> they're like, you Couldn't know. Couldn't be me. <laughs> we, I we could. could fu- we could fucking still keep it really <laughs> lazy. Yeah. I promise. I know. I think that someone, these pandas, they just need a sex ed class or you something. You can just lay like, there and like, I will move barely. <laughs> And that's all you need. That's all we need. Barely, bear. You are a bear, aren't you? Just move barely. Just barely move, bear. <laughs> Stop eating uh, fucking... All that bamboo. Pencils of the forest. Yeah, you're Have getting bamboozled. Jesus Christ. Live a little. <laughs> uh, Well, you know, one thing that bothered me is in this uh, press release that the San Diego Zoo sent out celebrating this great news... They cited some research that had led to them developing a milk formula for the panda cubs, and they mentioned that it dramatically increased the survival rate of the cubs uh, that were nursery reared from 5% to 95%. Damn. And I just want to put a little asterisk by nursery reared cubs. Why are you taking the cubs away from their moms? The bread, like, okay, I get it. These pandas are fucking lazy. I understand this. Maybe they're actually that bad. 5% survival rate tells me that maybe the panda cubs are better off with their moms than with you. 95 is a lot better. This is a big increase. I'm deeply disturbed by these previous numbers. Makes you wonder what the pandas can pull. 95% of those baby pandas died on your watch, humans. For shame. It's not a great showing Nuh-uh, for the no. first round, let's say. <laughs> it's horrifying. Yeah. Should have uh, like, watched and studied a little longer, maybe. They have also successfully artificially inseminated a panda outside of China for the first time. Oh, is that, is that the, what they're calling it now? 
if the bears are barely fucking, <laughs> you gotta inseminate some way. So you're just like, hey, bear, you just lay there and I'll uh, use this turkey baster on you. <laughs> and you can give us more bears to just lay around and do nothing. I don't know. <laughs> you're going to make a great mother. Here, hold still. Yeah. <laughs> and that's really all you have to do the whole oh time. Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, so they've also been tracking the wild pandas, of course, to see population growth or decline. I learned about that back in my public schooling brainwashing days, too. Mm. They do this with a lot of animals and then say, yeah, oh, they're heading for extinction. We got to intervene. And I'm not so sure. I don't know. Tough love, maybe. The pandas, though, they're, they're big motherfuckers. They're hey, awful. Yeah. They're big, cute from afar. sons of bitches. They look cuddly, but I don't know if I would risk trying yeah, to they touch one. You up like they are Black. a wild animal at the end of the day, and mm-hmm. I feel like that's how they should remain wild. <laughs> if they're meant to decline in population, then so be it. But uh, another conservation story coming up. 21 black rhinos were successfully moved to a new home in Kenya with space to breed. All right. Yeah. It's springtime around the world, man. That's right. Yeah. Getting the animals back to procreating. That's right. The groundhog was on to it. <laughs> yeah. No groundhog doubt. knew. He Phil, knew. he was on the ball. He knew it was coming early this year. He had a heart on. And that's how he knew it was springtime <laughs> coming up early. Spring has sprung. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yeah. So this is the first we time. need babies. 50 years that the black rhino has been taken back to this area of Kenya at the Loisaba Conservation Site. Um, They brought 11 bulls and 10 cows. So uh, let's see those numbers, you know, Mm -hmm. up those numbers. Yeah, those are rookie numbers in this racket. 21, though, is a good magical number to work with, I would say. Yeah, it's a good, good place to start after 50 years of hiatus. Yeah. So Kenya had... 20,000 black rhinos in the 1970s. Good googly But as the story goes, poachers uh-huh. decimated them. I'm always hearing blame, blame pointed at the poachers. I have no concrete evidence of this. I've never watched a rhino get poached. I don't think I want to. Uh, but wow, taking them from 20,000 down to 21, you guys. For shame. <laughs> For shame. Yeah, we gotta get them back. Yeah, and so when the Kenya Wildlife Service was established in 1989, the rhino numbers were below 400. Mm. So, um, but yeah, they said that the eastern black rhino has made a remarkable comeback and that today there are an estimated 1,004 individuals. So, not bad. Yeah, Kenya is the stronghold of the eastern subspecies of black rhino with 80% of the entire world's surviving population. So keep it up, Kenya. Let those rhinos do it and keep doing it <laughs> and right. leave them alone. Now, in uh, the UK, a hop across the pond, there is a new type of home being built, a mud home built of hemp and earth to demonstrate its superior efficiency. That's right. Hemp, hemp for victory. Hemp, hemp, hooray. And, you know, uh, we were having this conversation on Homegrown Hits last week. You want things to have that you consume less than four ingredients, ideally. Well, this house has three. Nice. Hemp straw, 
mud and water. Mix them together and you call it cob. That's what they're referring to it as. Mm. And this, of course, is a centuries-old construction method. And it still complies with modern building regulations. Dang. So the cob is thermally insulated to modern standards. And, I mean, come on. I feel like I could build a house now. I just need some hemp straw. Put the mud in the water. I'll take care of that. Mud. One of the most sustainable construction materials out there. There you go. And they said there are cob buildings in England that have lasted more than 500 years. That's pretty impressive. Yes. I would say so. I'd say, what are we doing? Yeah. Let's grab some cob. This crap that we're surrounded with sucks. Not to be confused with cud. Cannabis use disorder. Also known as cud. Oh, this is cob. Yeah, cob. You take that lowercase d and you flip it to a b. It's the trick of the letters, really. In this house, this is a model house to hope and influence builders to embrace this. Embrace hemp for victory. (laughs) Hey, you think lumber's expensive? Fucking grab a cob. That's right. (laughs) And uh, this is a three-bedroom home model that they've built with a south-facing triple-glazed window for solar warmth. And an air source heat pump to provide additional heating. I'm unfamiliar with these heat pumps. They uh, pump the heat into your house. That's what I garnered from my context clues here. Mm -hmm. And the name itself. Uh, But yeah, so the materials are cheap. They're easy to source. But the building of it is very time consuming. And it was all done by hand. So that's where you run into higher costs is with the labor costs. They're trying to figure out a way to fabricate the building techniques to cut that labor intensity down. And on this house, they're even adding a green roof to it. Mm. So they're going to be growing plants on the roof. That's cool. And uh, they will open it up for public viewing in March. All right. Just a few days away. I got my calendar set. Yeah. I'm not flying to England, though. But I will oh, look yeah, online. Yeah, I'll see pictures. <laughs> I'll live Just vicariously through the blog I got some shit to posts. do also. Yeah, I got to build a house out of cob, damn it. Yeah. For the chickens. Boostable we'll cob small. house. Ooh. Cob coop. Fuck the disco ball. We'll send it back. <laughs> it's, all, it's all cob now. Change of plans. Call Booberry. Uh, I don't think I will. <laughs> I'm just <playing. laughs> Obviously. I know. I was fucking with you, too. Mm. Never say no in improv, but I did, and I do. Ah, uh, you know. And for that, my apologies. But the Skywalker Gibbons don't need to apologize. Uh, everyone thought they were dead. But they're not, turns oh. out. Yeah. Right. Back from extinction. Kind of. Oh? Yeah, there are less than 200 existing in all of southwestern China, which was where they were discovered in 2017, which is how they got the goofy name Skywalker Gibbons. Okay. Okay, na- literally named after Star Wars character. Uh, But there were 44 new groups of these Gibbons discovered in Myanmar. Oh, yeah, uh, so they can't swim, so they allow rivers to act as natural boundaries for their habitats. Oh, I see. <laughs> so researchers just started looking for where the rivers meet and then f- setting up these uh, acoustic monitoring systems in between there because every morning these Skywalker gibbons sing a song for their romantic partner. One will sing, and then the other will answer, and they have these solos and these duets that happen, and uh, 
Yeah, so they collected all this data on them and were able to pinpoint them. And then they started collecting chewed up plants and fruits for genetic analysis and got some photographs. Sure enough, it's a Skywalker Gibbons over in Myanmar. Nice. They're not dead. They're not extinct. They were just hiding. <laughs> Living off grid. Well, they don't like to serenade in front of everyone, you know, that's kind of between you and your lover. Exactly. That's Down between- by the river. Two gibbons in between the rivers. <laughs> uh, How adorable. In more feel-good news, there's a digital artist in New York City who has been anonymously upgrading strangers' flyers. Oh, nice. Yeah. You know, and uh, someone ID'd him eventually, but he is a freelance um I guess graphic designer, for lack of a better term, Mm -hmm. uh, who's been working since 2020 and, of course, charges clients hundreds of dollars for his service. But he decided to just do these random acts of kindness because, you know, you see these flyers like, hey, I'll walk your dog, take my number. You know, maybe it's like a 12-year-old kid or something. Or, Mm -hmm. hey, uh, I've got a group of friends. We can clean your apartment real good. Take a, you know, rip the piece of paper at the bottom. Those things suck. So he has just completely revamped them and made them beautiful to look at for at least 15 different flyers now. Nice. And uh, the first one he tackled was a flyer that was looking for people to join a group of friends and playing Catan. Okay. He revamped it. I bet that people answered the call once they had something that they wanted to look at. No doubt. The second was a cleaning crew, like I already mentioned. Mm -hmm. Uh, But now that he's been doxxed, there are people reaching out to him asking for his help, but of course he doesn't operate that way. Right. He's got to see the flyer in the wild and say, oh, I can help this person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me do it when I have free time. Inspiration also. must strike the artist. No, I feel that. Yeah, totally. Uh, and I have one final story for the lands tonight. Oh. And it is my only clip this evening, but I shall play it for you now. Okay. The crack of exploding pins. <laughs> lures in bowling addicts. I bowl five times a week. Who love to see them fall, even when one game a year luck strikes for a new bowler. They get three or four in a row, and then it's like, uh uh-oh, now you're watching because you want to see what they're going to do next. Pierce Abbott goes to work. The Jefferson nine-year-old caught the bowling bug when he was only six. All right. Something struck. He was beating adults, yeah. <laughs> yes, Pierce uses two hands. It helps me because I'm nine. But plenty of pros do, too. Yeah. So you can increase the weight of your ball and throw it faster. Smacking the pins in the perfect spot so they all fall. The one takes out the two, four, seven. And then the three takes out the six and ten, and then the ball takes out the seven, eight, and five. The guy in those size three Velcros doesn't mess around. So no one flinched when Pierce entered Jefferson's New Year's Eve tournament. I'll have to strike. And started throwing. Strike. After. Strike. I think people kind of started to take notice. Saying. I'll give you 20 bucks if you shoot a 300. (laughs) About after like the fifth, sixth frame, he just couldn't miss. I was actually bowling right here. I was bowling on nine and ten. Gets around the whole entire bowling alley. Started gathering around. We all just stopped and just watched. Nobody was talking to me. So then when it's eight in a row, then it's like, all right, I better start watching. It's like, geez, he's striking, 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 striking. Impressive. Hey, you know, Pierce is on, on to something. He's nine, that's crazy. Nine strikes. 
in nine frames. And you're going, oh my God, here, you know, here's our chance. With perfection of possibility, Pierce's knees were shaking, and his dad was worried. My fear, obviously, was that he was going to miss, and uh, and then Thanks, have dad. this big letdown. But 42 minutes into the new year, dad hit record. Everybody, it's just quiet. The whole bowling alley exploded. People start cheering. Everybody's giving me high fives and talking to me. Perfect 300s just don't light up scoreboards for someone Pierce's age. It is rare. You know, the odds are the same as getting, you know, getting a hole in one. In fact, no one in America has had a perfect game any younger. Ever. Wow. Yeah. Fuck yeah. So good job, Pierce. And you rolled a perfect one, too. Look yeah, at you. Yeah, that's right. All right. Our first perfect game game on the lanes I'll be damned on this perfect game number episode incredible well, way to go you did it we took the series took the series <laughs> took the bowl rolled another one 300 down game two of the next uh, series coming up how do you like that 300 more for sure just a matter of time one bowl at a time well, we hope that uh, you've had one hell of a time. We sure have. Appreciate all you guys out there. Whether you're listening live or whether you're listening in the future on some futuristic podcast app. It's been a wild ride. And uh, we appreciate all the places you've taken us on that ride. And we look forward to what's to come. And uh, one thing I can promise you is that throughout it all, I will remain... Sir Spencer, Wolf of Kansas City. And I will always be Dame DeLorean. Till next time, bowlers. May your bowls burn ever brighter. Bowl after bowl coming sick. I smoked some weed today. In the bowl, Dave. In the bowl. In the bowl. Let them smoke weed. Oh, man. Mind if I do a J? Lorian and Spencer. You're listening to Bowl After Bowl. Sir Spencer, Wolf of Kansas City, Dame DeLorean. Bowl, bowl, bowls and buds and bowls and bowls. Bowl After Bowl. Smoke weed every day. Get me, get me, get me a bottle of whiskey and a bowl. Bowl after bowl. Bowl after bowl. Bowl after bowl.com. Bowl after bowl.com. You are listening to Bowl After Bowl with Spencer and Lorian. Bowl after bowl.com.